Hello everyone, welcome to episode 59 of Realm and Ruin, a Realm episode, a Warhammer podcast. A podcast that is so Warhammer that we put our shelves up with Gal Moraz. I'm your host Matt, and joining me as always, a guy that is as classic as a land raider, but as smooth as Skaven fur, it's Cameron. How you doing, mate? Hello, everyone. In Sigma's name, I assemble the Donnelly Brook's den for the master. Thank you, I care. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it, it's scary how you pick up what they are, you know, even if you naturally don't mm. speak the language, but there's something about when you go to Ikea, you get involved <laughs> in their world. I love going uh, there. It's like a family it's day out. It mm. really is. And you just <laughs> pick up the names They're like, ah, oh, that's a Dultorf. That's a, you know, that's yeah. a, a, be- a Bester. That's a, you know, he's like, how do I know this stuff? It's like, is it subliminal? <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Yeah. It's subliminal Swedish marketing. Uh, it works. It works. It works. God damn it. <laughs> oh, here we are, episode 59. Mm. Like I said, it's a realm episode. So what does that mean? That means it's all about the hobby and the news. So this is actually the sort of the, well, it'll be the second realm episode. So it's nice that mm. you've now gone full circle. We've had a realm episode, a ruin episode, obviously last time, and now we're back to doing a realm. So uh, actually, yeah. while I talk about that, big shout out to everyone that has given us some lovely feedback because either on our Discord or Twitter or private message that, you know, people so far we've uh, seem to be liking the new way of doing things. It seems to be working uh, for people, yeah. which is good. <laughs> it's mm, working very good. hopefully for I'm us glad. and working for you guys. <laughs> yeah. So uh, really pleased, pleased to hear that. So glad that it's working out. Um, and obviously, as always, you um, if you want to see how you can support us uh, and how you can join our lovely Discord server, uh, obviously all the show notes will be down in the bottom of your podcast player of choice. And actually talking <laughs> to Discord, we do have our... Uh, tabletop simulator crusade that has started Ooh. recently as well so if that's your bag mm. you know if, if i'm just you know I'm, I'm leaving some sweets out for you to tempt you in the form mm. of crusade on tabletop simulator so as i said <laughs> if you're interested in that we've recently started that uh we also like like i mentioned in my hobby section we do you know, things like soulbound and all that sort of stuff but obviously if you're not even into any of that and you just want to talk with cool people about Warhammer, a nice chilled environment, non-judgmental and everything like that, then it's all free to join. Come along for the party, the party mm. that never stops. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, And uh, one last bit of sort of admin info is that a good bit of news. This is actually concerning cold open stories. Obviously, if you listened mm. to us a few episodes ago, we said that obviously their um, Colin, who's obviously the main guy behind it, was in a bit of trouble due to, you know, the whole world situation at the moment, uh, which, you know, is obviously affecting a lot of people. But uh, the good news is that through community support, uh, through ourselves and, and everyone else that's obviously tried to help him out. Uh, he's starting to get back on his feet and it has meant that the fast fiction part of cold open stories, uh, which is obviously where you do a thousand words to a, to a theme uh, is back open for this mm. month. So, you know, if yeah. you're interested in that, that is now back open. So like I said, they're clawing on. It's really good. Good to hear that. So mm. like I said, that was just a quick little update about that. So Right, okay, I think it's time to get stuck into the goodness, and let's talk hobby. 
Right. Okay. So obviously with Hobby, uh, with our new format, we start with a Discord question. One of two, yes. obviously. That's One how it two. works now. And Cameron is lucky because he knows what you know the question is going to be now <laughs> these days, which yes. is probably the better way I'm to do it. So <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Not catching him on the spot. So the first question from Discord, it comes from one of the many pillars of the community, Drew, and he asks, uh, opinions on the early access boxes GW have started releasing, i.e. Realm Lords and Indomitus. Uh, is it healthy for the game to temporary, temporarily lock rules, in air quotes, uh, and models behind a limited edition big box? Obviously, this is a very mm. topical thing to talk about because obviously this has been going on for a little while and obviously we've had realm lords and indomitus recently so cameron what yes. are your thoughts on that question well my thoughts here are thusly there's um honestly there's a couple of different ways they can do it the first way is similar to lumineth realm lords to the sisters of battle late last year where a special box is released with a set of models the codex or the battle term whatever and then x many months later all that stuff is released individually. Although, off the top of my head, I think some of the some of the sisters from the sisters box actually still haven't been released separately because the uh, battle sisters were push fit, weren't they? They were, yes. Yeah. yeah. So right. those, those are still still technically unreleased, but all the other things from that box, in in some form or another, have been released. Um, <clears throat> and the canon S too, I guess. Uh, but point being, um, that is that is the way I don't like as much, simply because. This is, it feels weird to me, because it's like you're splitting up the release of a faction, which is what it is in both those cases, over the course of several months, but with just one drop, and then a big gap, and then the drop of the rest of the faction. Yeah. Basically, like, Realm Lords are out. You can get the book, I've got the book, I've been reading it, um, mm -hmm. but you can't get the models unless you get them off eBay or off a secondary seller or something like that. Something like that. Um, you can't get the book unless you're getting it off eBay or Secondary Seller, like I did. Uh, and that's uh, kind of sad, because they're really cool. They are they are out. They're released. They're officially part of the game now. But they're just so limited. Like, um, were the world not in the current state it is in, you could be seeing Lumineth Realm Lords in play in tournaments. Yeah. But... The, the, it's limited, it's not accessible to everyone, which is what I think, you know, the release of a new faction or a very wanted-to-be-updated faction like the Sisters should be. Everyone should have the chance to participate in that with a limited-run box followed by a couple of months off and then the full release of the faction. That's not really possible at all. Like, it's limited to people who grabbed the box or who grabbed the parted-out, priced-up pieces of the box afterwards. <laughs> Or, in the case of Lumineth Realm Lords, people who already had uh, Warhammer Fantasy High Elf armies can also participate to a degree, I guess. Um, but then when we come over to Indominus, Indominus comes out, the rules are not locked, because the rules in the, in the Indominus box are the rules for the entire edition of 40k, so of course that's not locked. But, you know, the same time Indominus comes out, you can get the important book in it, the rule book, separately, straight yep. away. And now, two weeks after, uh, this weekend, you can pre-order the starter sets, or do they just come out? Did they just come out this weekend? Or you can yeah, they're out for pre-order this week. They're out for pre-order, yeah. As so, of today, two, well, yeah. yesterday, which was the, well, today's the 9th of August, so yes. yeah, yesterday the 8th, they yes. were up for pre-order. Yeah. yeah. 
So two weeks later, the majority, I'm going to say, of the models in those boxes are going to be available two to three weeks later. Like uh, with the starter mm. sets, you can get Assault Intercessors, you can get the new Necron Warriors, you can get the Lieutenant, the Captain, the Royal Warden, the Overlord, Scorpic Destroyers, and Primaris Outriders. The only things that aren't going to be available immediately are Blade Guards, uh, the Spaceman characters, Plasmancer, Crypto Thralls, and Scorpic Lord, and the Reanimator. Like, there, there's some stuff that's not there, but like, the stuff everyone needs to build those two armies, those, those updates to the armies if you want, want to run an Assault Space Marine Army or a Necron Army, you can get those Warriors, you can get those basic core units that are new, that everyone's excited about, and presumably, they're such great models, they're not going to be locked in the Indominus box forever, probably yeah. sometime quite soon they're going to come along. Um, <clears throat> so that one I don't mind as much. Because, like, we can see immediately where we can start getting these models alternatively. And also, there's a lot of Indominus out there, and everyone had a chance to get it, as we'll talk about in the news section. Yes. So that's not as bad. <laughs> um, but the thing is, uh, rules being locked in, in, a, in a limited release box is relatively new. Uh, I was actually looking up something related to this a few weeks ago, <laughs> without knowing what the question was going to be. Uh... It was, uh, Kirioth did a video on the most neglected, uh, 40k army. It was the Neglect Olympics. Um, okay, yeah. It, it, it turns out, uh, the, the last new model Tyranids got, I think, was the Broodlord, which was released in a limited box set and then was not released separately for almost two years afterwards. Wow. Yeah, it was something like <laughs> over, a, over a year and a half. Like, mm. and that's not called, like, the, the rules for the Broodlord, updated as they were. Of course, they were, they're available in the Tyranid Codex. Everyone had bought the Tyranid Codex at that point that was going to use it. But you couldn't, for the life of you, get a plastic Broodlord model outside of that mm. box, which is insane. Um, and I think, for me personally, the key thing is that we know that the models are going to be released. Like, um, again, with Realm Lords, we, we know when they're coming out now. Again, we'll talk about that in the news. But it's such a long wait. I want to see the Indominus style where... Limited box comes out, but there's maybe ways to make sure you get one. And then in the next couple of weeks to maybe a month, month and a half at most, I would say, the rest of those bits of the bits of the box that will be coming out separately come out. Mm. Like, it should not be a massively long time period because I honestly agree with uh, Drew's assessment. That's probably really not healthy for the game, like... You can, you can kit bash and convert everything from Indominus using current kits from both the Necron and Space Marine range, I am sure, but <laughs> it's expensive, it's difficult, and not everyone is like me and wants to do that kind of thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I fully understand that there are some people who just want to get a model, build it, paint it, they're done. And for them, those people who I honestly believe are the majority of hobbyists, this kind of like stringing out of new models is not great. No, that's um, no, all good, very good, valid points. I, I, it's a, it, yeah, it's a tricky subject, and and like you, you've pointed out, there's different parts to it. Like the Realm Lords and Indomitus, for example, as two examples, are different, aren't they? Uh, you know, without stating the obvious, they are slight, they're obviously there is a bit of gating involved, but they are slightly different in the way they do things. So yeah, I, I mean, I, I think that in general, this sort of early access, limited edition part of things is not good. I genuinely, I don't think much good comes from it, to be honest. I don't, I think 
The problem is it's creating a lot of negativity. It's creating a lot of bad karma with GW. It's mm. when I say it's a bit needless, obviously let's be honest, you know, this is purely, you know, from a, a business perspective that the, this sort of thing is happening. Cause obviously they know that they can obviously put a box out. It'll generally sell like hotcakes and then it will, you know, get people excited for when the main stuff comes out, which is obviously the whole point of it. It's just that, Unfortunately, in this day and age, especially where, you know, we're of the internet age where you you can see what's going on. You're not hidden from things unless you purposely try to hide from things. And therefore, you can really kick up a storm. I mean, look like mm. what, what we saw with, you know, Indomitus as a perfect example of that. I know, obviously, they slightly rectify it find it and obviously what we'll talk about in the news regarding the mate order uh, thing, which, you know, made sense in hindsight. But, you know, the lot of, it was a, that you know, uh, you know, we, it was actually the last uh, realm recording. Remember, the, you know, the day that I was struggling to get yeah. my copy of it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that day was a complete shit show. So you know, in general, oh, it yeah, was absolutely. it was nasty. <laughs> it was a really nasty day. <laughs> uh, a bit, it went a bit over the top. You know, and I want to mean nasty. Mm. I'm talking mainly like social media and things. It went, you know, yeah. It, you know, there was people that were really annoyed, and there was people that were, you know, going really crazy with it. But you know, that's mm. but then that's because people are passionate. And yeah. such like, so which I get it, it, and obviously you know you've got the whole eBay scalping side of things. I just think mm. that it, it this sort of mentality, or sorry, this sort of way of doing things is a is I don't know causing a bit of confliction also from their message. Um, and what I mean by that is obviously we're now in a sort of situation now with GW where they like to have um, rules for models that they do. And obviously yes. the problem is with that is if you're locking models away, you're sort of almost saying, well, we're, you know, we're, we got these rules for that really cool character in this particular army, but mm. you're going to really struggle to get hold of that model. Um, yes. And that's not right. Because obviously, because, no. you know, that's why things go to, you know, Warhammer Legends and things like that. We're like, oh, we don't make, you know, like, I don't know, Chaplin Dreadnought. We don't make those anymore. Obviously you can kit bash mm. one which yeah. is, a, you know, obviously a cool way of doing things, but obviously people shouldn't feel compelled to have to do that. So obviously they put the mm. rules into Warhammer Legends, and that's understandable. But then, you know, but I can't get this model, you know, like you were saying with the Broodlord, it's like, well, I'm really going to, you know, for that time period, well, I can't really mm. get it anywhere. So what do I do? Uh, we saw it obviously with some of the, especially the AOS uh, yes. characters you know like mm. the like the sylvaneth of sylvaneth um arch revenant and yes. and things like that where they you know they were part of a box set and we didn't see them for ages and you're thinking yeah but mm. you know especially when you're an army where you don't have i don't know a great range for example it's not like we're space marines where you've got so many models yeah. from choose from when you're you know an army where you've got quite a limited range anyway and then you've got a model that's even more limited on top of that yeah. again it doesn't <laughs> it's not good karma it's it's not helping the situation and i just think that it, uh, you know we're a passionate community that wants to all get our shiny new gray plastic we want our rules and we want to be in a position where we can you know get our hands on them as quickly as possible i get that we're all impatient but i think this way mm. it doesn't help because i i know obviously like you said they come a bit later which is i suppose one redeeming factor but I, I don't know when the, even that time period, it could be two months, you know, in the grand scheme of things, mm. two months is not a long time, but like you said, like, look, look at the realm Lords where the, you, okay, you grab the box. So you as a person has now got, you got the battle time. Great. I can read all the law. I can read all the rules, mm. but you know, 
your mate over here, you know, or somewhere else may not be able to do that because it's like, well, I, I couldn't get a box or, you know, I couldn't afford to get a box. So now, unless you lend it to me, I can't read the book. And we're in this sort of, you know, weird situation yeah. where people yeah. haven't got access to things. And then again, if you've got the box, you're cool. You, you know, uh, you, you got the models, but then you've only got a limited uh, range of them, you know? So unless you've got multiple boxes and such, like you've probably created an army, which doesn't really have all the models you want in it. So you're sort of almost in limbo where you're like, well, I can get a head start on things, but you're not going to see them, like I said, in tournaments realistically. You may do, mm. you know, someone may have got the Realm Lords box and, you know, which I think was probably around a thousand points, I'm guessing, um, and it knocks it up to, to play. But it, I don't know, it sort of feels, it feels a bit half-assed, like you're sort of, you yeah. can't really get stuck in. Um, but like you said, if they, if they follow through with them a bit later, then at least that way you you know, you can then finally get stuck in. I just, I don't know. I just find any limited, limited stuff. I think limited and special edition stuff is okay. As long as you're able to get the models either soon, almost instantly. I like also, or the same when it comes to the books, for example, I Mm. like, I noticed, and I hope, I think I'm right on saying that like, for example, Avenging Sun, which is obviously one of the upcoming 40 K books as part of this new era, the softback, you know, the paperback yes. and the hardback are out on day one. It's like, mm. yes, that's the way it that's should really be. Nice. Not not release yeah. a hardback and then six months later we get the paperback because not everyone wants to spend £18 on a hardback. You know, not mm. that's and, mm. or, or the, like they, they've got the option hardback or or, the, or an e-book. And again, like some people, their main way of getting a book is, is the paperback and they're mm. having to wait six months because that's what's been chosen to, for things to be. And it's nice now that ho- hopefully that's now... A, way of things are going to be that we're going to start seeing even with the books not just the models we're going to start things at, at the pace really that we that we need them um yeah it's yeah. it's yeah. yeah i um i just don't think much good comes from any of this gating mm. of, of rules especially like you said rules rules should never oh, be yeah. gated away um and models you know not as bad but again i think the principle uh is the same really so yeah i think definitely there's not it's not a good practice and maybe maybe they're learning from it i said you know when Mm. we touch upon it in the news about the made to order maybe they're realizing that this isn't the right way to do things because i guarantee that you know especially with the new hotness like you know like ninth edition like realm lords when when new cool stuff comes out people will buy it you don't have to make it limited edition or or or, or in limited supply it doesn't need to be done because there is plenty of us that want to buy it and are out there that want it. So yeah, hopefully mm. this is a thing that they will eventually stop or at least tweak <laughs> at the very least. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe they don't stop because obviously, you know, it's part of their business plan. Um, and, you know, and I, I always want to, you know, speak positively of GW and, and, and let's be honest, we speak much more positively of them than negatively, but I just feel that sometimes this is where they just let their, let their side down a bit, just like, Oh, you don't need to do this, you know, just don't do it. And, uh, yeah. and such like, um, and my last point, um, one thing I hope they get into a habit of when it comes to models is I think they need to be a bit quicker at releasing models that are only in one kit. Perfect example is like the, the Stormcast Eternals, the Lord Relictor. You can only mm. get a Lord Relictor in that start collecting box that were, which I think it's the, is it the Thunder, thunder something thunder, thunder strike, strike one i think one 
Yeah, that one. That's the one. It's yeah. part of that box, and that is literally the apart from again eBay and things like that. That is the only way to get that model again without without kit bashing, mm. converting, or eBay. And it's like again, that's from years ago now. That box has been because obviously that box was part of the very original AOS, you know, AOS one starter set. Like, just make mm. it, just give a you know, give it a separate model. I know it's part of a a bigger sprue, so I can understand that. But that's where they need to do a different model. Uh, in my yeah. opinion, you know, yeah. do a separate sculpt because if you're doing limited edition Stormcast that you can only buy when a new store opens, surely mm. you can do a sculpt for uh, you know for a Lord Relictor that every Stormcast player can buy. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's, it's it, yeah. you know again, it's <laughs> it's little things. I know it's not it does it doesn't make or break everything, but you know we like oh, that just would tighten things up better. It would just again mm. create that mm. good karma. And uh, people wouldn't get so frustrated, I think, anyway. Yes. So. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <sighs> yes, rant over. Um, <laughs> so, no, very good question. It, again, very topical. And thank you, Drew, for asking it. So, mm. Cameron, I believe it is your turn, sir, to tell us yes. what have you been up to over the last four weeks or so. Yeah, it's it's been a, it's, this, a lot's happened. Uh, <laughs> a lot of stuff has happened. <laughs> Um, so I'm going to start with purchases, picking things up, etc., etc. First off, most importantly, I received my copy of Indomitus. I split it uh, with Jake, the guy who was kind enough to take away all those filthy Space Marines from me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, uh, so I have that. I might have also, <laughs> on the same day, maybe also possibly picked up the uh, the battle mat pack with the the two cardboard mats. Yep. Um, yep. which I'm a really big fan of. Those are really nice quality. Uh, they are the only matte thing that I've ever bought that has unfolded and refolded itself intuitively. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've never, I, I, I've, I've pulled them out a couple, couple of times and stuff. I've never been confused about how to fold them back up or how to, <laughs> how to unfold them without breaking them. They just pull themselves open nice and easily. They're pretty. They feel like they're relatively well wearing. Uh, and, it, it's it's uh, up to a mid-sized battle, battlefield in a box, which is really nice and easy. Um, and honestly, I'll probably mostly use them for Necromunda and stuff like that. But hey, mm. they're cool. I quite like them. Um, I also got the Crusade Journal, which is very nice. Nice to touch. I like it quite a lot. Um, I'll see if I end up playing Crusade. If not, I've got it. Yeah, that's <laughs> um, it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mine. It's nice. It's nice. I quite like it. Um, <laughs> uh, I picked up a few extra pots of paint, but, you know, people pick up paint all the time. Um, so that's good. That arrived. I have that. I'm mm. also, after literally 100 days, the Green Stuff World Order I made back in April <laughs> arrived. Yay! <laughs> Hooray, everyone. Um, yeah, it turns out uh, it got thrown into customs and just forgotten about until the end of June, at which point it got onto a boat and left Spain and made its way to Australia. <laughs> Dear God. That, that order has got stories. It's got plenty mm. of stories from, you know, it's, it's oh, life yeah. tucked away, wanting Absolutely. someone to own it. <laughs> see, see, the thing is, I talked to Green Stuff World about this previously. Their customer service is actually quite good, which is nice. And uh, so back back in the start of June, I sent them a message about this, and they said, "Well, we understand it's been over sixty days at this point. We'll send a we'll send a replacement. 
And then a week later they sent, actually, the tracking number's just popped up again if you'd like to check here. It looks like it is on its way now. <laughs> so I'm, I know it's very cruel of me, but I'm wondering if a second box will show up at some point. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe they Could didn't be lucky. Manage, maybe they managed to send, send off the replacement box before they figured out the real box was getting here already. Uh, mm. So we'll see if that happens, but I'm very happy it arrived because it had all the all the green stuff I've been waiting for, my sculpting tools, um, a whole bunch of piping, um, and UV resin, which I'd been waiting for <laughs> since the end of February, basically, to finish my castigator with. <laughs> um, so, then we go into the building. I've been experimenting with UV resin. It's a ton of fun. Um, it smells very piney, uh, like, just like pine. Uh, it's not actually an unpleasant resin to work with hmm. uh and it's it's really fun honestly just the idea that i i can make a little so the way i've done this is i've been making splashes for my castigator's base by essentially making like a little alfoil curve in the shape of the wave i want yeah then pouring the resin over it and setting it um the first time i did this i didn't do anything to like lubricate the alfoil so a little bit of alfoil got stuck forever but i've covered that with paint now the second one i lubricated properly um it comes out as a really really nice like wave splash effect and it's super simple it takes like two minutes one minute to form the alfoil 30 seconds to pour the resin 30 seconds to set the resin with your little uv light torch um and yeah i really like how it looks it's turned out really nicely. I'm really happy with it. Uh, I then went and put paint on it and got a little less happy, but I'm going to layer up resin and paint to get that sort of translucent, grimy, murky, mucky water look. Um, I also test fitted it with my surfing Nurglings, and it is perfect. <laughs> I'm so glad I decided I would use the spare little uh, night door, night, uh, night hatch thing with a couple of Nurglings on top to make a little Nurgling surfer array. Uh, <laughs> so that's got to go on the back of the base as a, like, a little cheeky thing. I've I got to have a Nurgling somewhere on each of these, obviously. Of course. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's um, the law. Law of it seven. It's the law. Yeah, exactly. Um and I used it to completely fill the cockpit of the castigator because I said I was going to and I'm not a coward. Um, now, the thing is, it is now very difficult to see the pilot down in there because of distortion, but I always have photos of what he looked like beforehand and his paint job wasn't incredible, so that's fine. It's the effect I'm going for. You can look down and you're like, I'm pretty sure there's a humanoid figure down there. Um, <laughs> and... Uh, an unintended side effect of filling the cockpit with UV resin was I had not perfectly glued the cockpit, and so at certain points along the hull, little streamers of resin have flowed out and hardened in the sun. So oh. now it looks like the whole chassis of the night is just leaking. And See, so I'll that's paint good. those over. Yeah, yeah. And I'll paint those over with like a little green to make them stand out. And it'll look like, yeah, this thing is genuinely full of liquid because I filled it with liquid and some of the liquid came out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I meant it, honestly. <laughs> it was, it was a hundred percent intentional. Uh, I also accidentally found out how to make like a little, a little raindrop splash where like, you know, when a, when a drop of water hits a puddle and it has that like little spout splash kind mm. of looking deal. Uh, yeah. So it turns out if you're trying to, uh, use the, use the UV light and pour the resin at the same time, 
it it's uh sets fast enough that the resin sets as it falls out of the uh out of the dropper bottle. Oh wow! And then if you, okay. Yeah, and then if you uh, pull that out, the bit that formed around the nozzle is like spread out like that tiny little splash with a perfect hole in the middle. Uh, so now I've got a couple of those for like where little rocks or maybe bigger globs of slime have fallen down and disrupted the water again on the base. And I actually quite like how it looks. Hmm. Um, it's super versatile. I've barely begun learning how to use it. I have already used over half the bottle saying that. Um, <laughs> so hoping that second one arrives. <laughs> yeah, hope, hope that second one arrives. If not, I'll go hunting for an Australian supplier. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm honestly really happy with how that's happening, uh, how that's coming along. Now, in further castigator news, there was a mishap. Oh. As in, I was leaving it out in the sun for the UV resin to cure it because it turns out our house has no AAA batteries on the day the uh, package arrived, and therefore I was <laughs> curing it by sun and not by UV torch, uh, at which point Aaron, love of my life, bless her heart, did hit it with uh, with a movable washing line. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, accidental or intentional? Ab- absolute, or? Absolutely accidental. She is not to blame in this. Um, but one shoulder pad did fall off and a piston holding up the right arm snapped internally and fell out. Mm. But this is a big advantage. There is now a little more battle damage on that shoulder pad. I just need to repaint <laughs> the bits where the resin fell off. That's fine. I just, I just presumed she thought it was part of your wildlife. You know? oh, <laughs> yeah, probably. It blends in pretty well. <laughs> um, and, and the thing with the piston that was holding the right arm up, um, the right arm is still quite stiff because there's lots of paint in there. But what it's left me with is it's got a poseable right arm now. Like I can, I can determine how close or far the right arm is from the body of the knight. So this is now mm. an unintentional action figure knight. It's no longer just a model. He can he can have his he can have his sword in close like he's coming in coming in short and gonna stab, or he can have his sword out wide like he's balancing while he brings the gun to bear. I'm actually quite happy with this accident. Um, <laughs> Everyone, look on the positive side of things. Please reassure your partners that it's not the end of the world if they break one of your toys. Um. I, I remember, like many a couple of oh, about a year or so ago, when my wife accidentally broke my some of my evocators by chucking some mm. bits on top of them, what because they were sort of yeah. hanging on a table. I mean, it's my fault really because I, oh, I shouldn't have just been yeah. on the dining table. But yeah, I must admit there was a a <laughs> bit of uh, tears. Like no. I, it's all their staffs have snapped and that that sort of yeah. basically ended my stormcast army there and then i think i'd been yeah. so annoyed with other things that snapped <laughs> that literally snapped the you know yeah the uh the yeah. camel's back so to speak yeah. so yeah don't get annoyed at it it's it's accidents no. happen <laughs> it's it's a facet of life these toys are fragile but they they're are always repairable if you as long as you're in the right state of mind to do so. If you're not pressuring you to go back to your stormcast, don't worry. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, in in uh Indomitus news, I've started building a ton of stuff from Indomitus. Um mm. oh, I forgot to mention buying. I bought a box of Grimgast Reapers. I'm not doing Age of Sigma stuff right now. This is for Indomitus. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I've built all the characters, all the elite's choice and stuff. I have built Eight of the warriors, eight of the 20 warriors, dear God. <laughs> um, and none of the scarab swarms yet, but I've built the reanimator, the scorpec destroyers, scorpec lord, overlord, plasmancer, crypto thralls, plasmacide, uh, all that jazz, all the fun and interesting stuff. Um, in general, not too bad to put together, pretty happy with them overall. The scorpec destroyers are kind of a pain. 
But, okay. Because uh, it's, it's like the, um, oh God, the head and one of the arms on each of them is a single piece. And then you have to maneuver the shoulder strap of the chest up under the arm over the, over the joint that connects the arm to the head and then slot that whole assembly onto the main body and it's fiddly. But they look quite nice. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I feel, <laughs> I feel, I do not want these Scorpec Destroyers as the actual release kit for Scorpec Destroyers. Please, God, make an actual multi part kit with just like ball and socket joints because it's Necrons. They should just be kits with ball and socket joints, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Super easy. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, I've started jazzing them up primarily with bits from the Green Gas Reapers, cutting those little floaty spectrally bits off to use as flayed skin. Hooray! Hey. Hooray! Flayer infected Necrons are so friendly and nice. <laughs> uh, Aaron asked, Aaron asked if I was painting my Plasmancer pink because I had previously stated, stated the Plasmancer was a woman and I said, no, she's not pink because she's a woman. She's pink because she's wearing the flayed skin of innocent civilians. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, that's the man I love. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, I love, I love forty k. It's great. This, this is a this is a neutral evil faction. They're not even as bad as it gets. Um, I know, I know. Yeah, yeah. Um, the the only real heavy converting I did was actually on the Plasmancer, who um, I jammed fully. So Grimgast Reapers come in like halves, like the left side and the right side of that floaty spectral body. And so what I did was I built most of the Plasmancer, trimmed trimmed it down a bit, and then just kind of jammed the two halves of a Grimgast Reaper around it. <laughs> um, and it came out really well. It's it's mm. like it's like it's got this long flowing cloak of chainmail and flayed skin. Um, it's a much more active pose. Uh, the Plasmancer stock from the box is just kind of hovering there with the staff pointing upright, just pointing. Yeah, over there. Uh, whereas my plasmancer is zooming forward with the, with the, uh, staff held forwards, pointed, ready to unleash lightning and stuff like that. I'm actually really happy with how they look. Um, it is a little front heavy, so I've severely weighted down the base at the back just to make sure it doesn't fall over constantly. It still falls over constantly, but hey, that's life. Um, <laughs> yeah, pretty happy with that, over that. Um, a lot of the, I've experimented with using green stuff to do like the flayed skin. It's turning out all right. Um, one thing I like, I really like that I've done is I put just a blob of green stuff over a Scorpec Destroyer's face and then used my brand new sculpting tools, which I'm very fond of already. They make life so much easier uh, to sort of push and pull and stretch it and then poke a couple of holes for where the eyes are. And it looks like it's wearing like a leather face Texas Chainsaw Massacre style nice. mask. Yeah. Uh and that's the one with the uh with the big two-handed blade, I believe. Might not be. It's 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 a Scorpion destroyer. It's it's menacing and I didn't mean for it to turn out as well as it did, but it did, so I'm very happy with it. Um yeah, they're cool. Necron's yeah. cool. Uh I've got to build <laughs> I've got to build 32 more warriors and six <laughs> and uh 12 scarabs because I've got the bog standard old school necron warriors they're going to upgrade with the spare guns and spare heads and stuff um so that that'll take a while yeah but keeping you busy we're getting there keep me busy <laughs> um i also did uh, a whole lot of building stuff today as in, mm. in the preceding three hours before the show uh because i'll get i'll get into the game of necromunda but um we we played a game of necromunda last week and uh each territory you have gives you a different bonus, 
Uh, everyone starts with a settlement. At the end of each game, you roll 2d6s. If either one is a 6, you get a free juve added to your gang. If both are a 6, you get a free ganger added to your gang. Uh, I also have a slag furnace, which works just like a settlement, but better as long as you're Goliaths. So it has that same role for additional recruits uh, rules. So at the end of that game, I got a free juve and a free ganger. Uh, so I'm rapidly expanding my list there, which means I need to build more models. <laughs> Um, <laughs> um, so, uh, I took the Goliath Juve I'd made with the Warhammer Underworlds kit, the, um, oh, the Blood Reavers ones. I forget what their name is. Um, oh, Garrick's Reavers? Garrick's Reavers, yes. Uh, cause mm. he was the one holding the axe up in one hand and sprinting forward with the other arm reaching out. Uh, and all I had done with him up to, up to this morning was I had stuck a mohawk clumsily on his head and said, you're going to be a juve when I get a new juve. I've got a new juve now. Um, so I sculpted the mohawk to fit onto the head properly now. So now it actually looks like hair and not a random piece of junk stuck to his head. <laughs> uh, I smoothed down and carved down the corn symbol scarred onto his chest because that's a little on the nose. I'm not playing a Chaos Corrupted gang. Um, <laughs> but I wasn't happy with the job I did with that. So what I actually did was use some green stuff to sculpt like a tattered shirt or like almost like like a volleyball style bib. Like, you know, the player number uh, bibs you wear in volleyball at school. Uh, sort of <laughs> hanging over his chest to disguise that. Um, so I'm, I'm tempted to give him like just, a, you know, an 06... Uh, defense or attack. Oh, I love whatever. it. A, yep. legit, a legitimate, like, little sports bib on him. Um, like it. <laughs> uh, glued a, glued a uh, sheathed bolt, holstered, not sheathed, holstered bolt pistol from the Mark III armor kit, the kit that keeps on giving. Uh, it really to his does. Side. Yeah, um, and some little pouches and grenades from the Gene Steeler Colts upgrade sprue, actually, which I had knocking around uh, on the back of his belt to sort of space him up a little more. Uh, I'm really happy with how he looks. His name is Baron. He, he wants to lead the gang. He's never going to lead the gang. He's going to die. <sighs> hilariously. Um, you haven't told him that. No, I haven't told him that. No, no. He's going to be in charge one day. Absolutely. All he has to do is run headfirst into enemy fire with his axe and stub gun and nothing else. No armor, of course. He's got a bib. That won't give yeah. you a five up armor save. That'll give no. you nothing. No. no. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, really happy with it. I like, I like making juves. They're super flavorful and fun. Like, honestly, my three juves are three of my favorites I've done for the gang so far because I have the guy made from Sergeant Harker cutting his hand with a knife and yelling. Um, I feel very sad for him. He is now toughness three, no longer toughness four. Poor little bastard. Uh, and of course, I have uh, Brent, who is running forward under fire, maybe looking for his lost contact. Um, <laughs> they're, they're, they're just they're just a lot of fun. Um, but I also have to build a ganger. Fortunately, I have a couple of Goliath bodies left from the uh, Underhive box set. I got all that time ago. That is a box that keeps on giving. I'll tell you what. There's tons of stuff in there. Um, and I built. Billy Silverhands. Ah, We've got a sunk Billy. city to burn. Um, because because Billy's body is free, he's a free ganger. I have to pay for his equipment, but the fifty five credits that he costs normally isn't an issue. I went, well, I can I can afford to spend a few extra credits on him. So Billy's coming in with a bolt gun. Oh, fresh, Billy. fresh in the gang, Billy running in, in with gun. a yeah, running in with a bolt gun, which again I pilfered from the Mark Three sprue. Um, and then I thought he should also have a melee weapon. 
so this came from an unusual spot. You remember the uh, the Chaos Psychers from Blackstone Fortress? Yeah. Yeah, you remember how they're, like, chained down with, like, these little pyramid-shaped weights on chains? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so I, I took one of those, I cut it off the bottom of the uh, spare Psyker body, and it's... He's got the uh, the hand of the Mark III Power Armor Kit's uh, Thunder Hammer hand with the Thunder Hammer clipped off and then the one chain glued to the bottom, one chain glued to the top, sort of neatened up with a little extra bits of chain. Uh, so he's got this, like, weight swinging on a chain, which I'm going to use as an axe for the stats because cool. uh, mauls or clubs or whatever they're called are awful in Necromunda. They give your opponent plus one to their armor save which is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. They have AP <laughs> armor penetration plus one. Your save is better because I'm hitting you with a stick. So no, I'm going to use it as an axe. Uh, but he's, he's got his bolt guns kind of raised up. He's got this, this, this weight on a chain swinging in front of him. He's screaming and yelling. Uh, and then the name came to me because both his hands are from the Mark III armor kit. He has two robot metal hands. Mm. So clearly he lost both his hands in a terrible accident as a youth. Of course he did. And he got these shitty, awful bionics as a replacement, but he takes good care of himself. He's Billy Silverhand, so he uh. always has them polished to a sheen. So when I paint them, they'll be like done with like rune fang steel, super bright, super vibrant, and the rest of them will be like filthy. But his hands <laughs> will gleam. Um, <laughs> he look like Colossus out of uh, Marvel, and yeah, all yeah, yeah, the shiny exactly. metal. I like it. I like it a lot. Actually, I'm just looking at the model now because I thought, hang mm. on, they're on Discord. Why am I not looking at them while you're describing yeah. them? So <laughs> um, I really like it. Yeah. They, all of them, they look really good. And I really like the actual, the bolter from the Mark III kit. That really mm. works with them. Because yeah. obviously it's a different yeah. type of bolter, a bit more simple looking, which sort of fits mm. with the aesthetics of the Underhive, I think. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's yeah, I'm really happy with them, honestly. He's like, relatively statically posed like he's standing there with a bolt gun yelling while swinging a chain in front of him but hey it's cool i like him um yeah. i actually need to build one more model for my gang because uh i've picked up a workshop which means i get a free ammo jack so if i'm ever defending there's a possibility like my ammunition supplier gets caught up in the game um so i have to build like a regular joe with a bolt gun as well so there's actually a lot of bolt guns hanging around this gang at this point um <laughs> but I'll, I'll get around to building him later i haven't built him yet but with my green stuff here with my sculpting tools here i've finally been able to get back on track and start fleshing out the muscles for brutus bash the zerker um i forgot how goddamn huge this model is <laughs> just as hard yeah He's a big just, boy. Just a little, he's a little bit... He's so heavy now that he's got, like, an extra layer of green stuff over. So, like, I literally took one of the um, one of the Garrick's Reavers' other models that I started repurposing into a slave gang, um, looked at the musculature on him, and just kind of sized it up about 400% and <laughs> layered it over uh, poor old Brutus's uh, blue tack core... Um, I'm about 70% done on, like, fleshing him out. There's still areas where I need to add in extra muscles. Um, I've made my decision he's not gonna have a, not gonna have a right arm. Instead, I've sculpted on this big, long, sort of puckered surgery scar. Where nice. he will have been separated from his twin brother. Oh, um, yeah, so I have to build, I have to build a twin brother eventually. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, we'll get to that. Uh, but the, so the next stage is basically smoothing out these details, adding a whole bunch of like stim injectors and like 
belts and buckles and other things to just hold this hulking flesh puppet together. Um, I'm also going to replace his head. I love the tiny head, but it is a bit too tiny. <laughs> don't know what I'm going to do. I'll probably... I might sculpt up, like, over an orc head or something, make oh, yeah, it look a little yeah. more human, give it, like, a visor and a nose, um, and stick the mohawk on top or something like that. Just something a little more in scale, nothing too crazy. Um, but like, I'm pretty happy with where he's coming. Um, I do need to get him ready because, um, well, I'll mention it briefly here. So we're going into the downtime of our Necromunda campaign, which means we get extra credits that we have to spend. So I'm going to go out on a limb and spend about 300 credits to buy a Zerka <laughs> for the gang. So it's going to be Brutus. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I, I should probably get him and these other two guys ready for games because I want to have my gang, like, complete and painted whenever possible. Uh, so if the weather holds up, hopefully I'll have these guys finished and painted in the next couple of weeks. Um, speaking of painting, I've started painting some of the Indomitus Necrons, uh, I've started painting the Overlord, Plasmancer, and the two Crypto Thralls, um, I'm keeping with the Flayer colour scheme I did, so like, mostly silver with the sort of snakebite leather bronzy shoulders, uh, I'm really happy, it's nice and super easy, um, the only thing that takes time is like, layering up the glowy blue bits, uh, but hey, that's fine, um, and uh, I've decided for, like, the characters, I'm going to put a little more detail into the flayed skin, so I've started with, like, Bugman Glow, and I'm slowly layering it up. Whereas for the other ones, I'll start at, like, Pallid Witch Flesh and just give it a wash of Gilliman Flesh on top. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, so they're, they're about 50% done, I'd say. Lots of details need to be done, need to do the bases and all that. Uh, people write in, tell me how I should base my Necrons, I can't decide. <laughs> um, I've got no clue at this point uh, so go look at the photos that I've put up and tell me what you think would work um, but yeah I played a game of Necromunda on Monday and um, I want to put it frankly this was probably the most exciting tabletop game I have ever played of any system it oh, was wow. so good what a it was it was fucking incredible I'm including like Dungeons and Dragons in this oh. this was incredible this was the best the best matchup I've ever seen, the best, the best like blow by blow story I've ever had. I will not get it perfect because I also don't want to take the three hours it took to play it, recounting it here on the show. But <laughs> oh my god, it was so good. Um, <laughs> so this was my first match against Nicole. She's very nice. I don't think she's ever played Necromunda before. Like she played a couple of games before in the campaign, but before that, I don't think she has a lot of experience with Necromunda or other like tabletop war games in general uh she was playing esher now she might be an experience she has a mean streak a mile fucking wide um, <laughs> <laughs> like it was it was incredible uh we played the marauders where uh how it panned out was i was defending she was attacking so my gang was minding their own business in their turf and her gang sent a hit squad in oh, um North yeah Saint. Yeah, so she started with six, I started with D3 plus two, which did come up to five. I did roll max light, but I started with D3 plus two random people from my gang, <laughs> um, which is the iffy bit here. Uh, fortunately, both my champions and my leader were on the board. No problem, right at the start. Uh, but Nicole had a secondary objective, which was if you take out this particular ganger, you'll get extra points. If you take them out in melee, you'll get even more extra points. Um, and, like, you know, first 
like our first time playing, I've, I've been playing. I'm like, listen, this is Baz, and I hold up Baz with his little stub cannon. He's angry. Uh, he's suffered a head injury in the past. He's not very smart. <laughs> he is also tit for tat in close combat, a hundred percent the weakest member of the gang. He's strength three. He has no. Oh, was he even had a had a head wound? head injury yeah 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 he's so, got a yeah, head injury yeah. he's got yeah, he's got weak bones and shitty muscles he's 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 as weak as an escher in combat he has no close combat capabilities this should be the guy you should gun for it's like okay i'll pick him Baz was fine this entire game he was like the only person who didn't get hit which i think oh. is incredible <laughs> <laughs> Lucky luck. um yeah uh so the way we set up the board i did set it up to fuck with her a little bit uh but it ended up sort of like in a pyramid shape because uh, it had to be six tiles uh, for Zone Mortala. So we ended up with three, then two, then one in like this pyramid shape. And the one tile down by itself on the bottom was this big hole and a single wall. And so we basically completely ignored that. Uh, as Defender, I got to set up first. I chose to set up in a whole tile, and she had to set up in a whole tile as well then, more than one tile away from me. So there was actually only one tile she could deploy in. Uh, so this was my primary advantage was I knew exactly where she was going to be. Mm-hmm. And we were starting really close together. Like uh, with the way the tiles panned out, there was literally only a tiles like 12 inches between us as the longest distance. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought I had lost this game for the first three to four turns. Like I felt I had completely lost this game. Um, the first The first thing that happened... <laughs> Was my leader stepped into a corridor, uh, shot someone who was already on the ground, uh, didn't manage to take them out, and then her leader peeked around a corner, overcharged a plasma pistol, and one-shot him. He was out. Like, first casualty was my 305-credit leader. No. (laughs) With a bolt gun, with a renderizer, ready to roll into combat, one-shot. Completely gone, no hope, no chance. With... A roll of a of a sixty five on the possible injuries chart. Sixty six is instant and permanent death. It's as bad as it can get. Sixty five is if you don't go to a doctor immediately after the game, that that ganger will die. Right. Okay. Now, Critical. Now, yeah. now the thing is that costs two d six times ten credits. I only had forty credits saved up. Oh no. So I had to win this game to get enough credits to save my leader. <laughs> <laughs> to pay the hospital so was, bill. <laughs> to to pay literally to pay the hospital bill to save to not not even guaranteed save his life, to potentially save his life. There's still the chance he would die. But like it it's either he's definitely gonna die or he dies on a roll of a one on a D six. So like you yeah, know. Like I, I did not have enough money to take him to the doctors. Guaranteed I had to win this match. <laughs> And then the door started being a thing. So, in the tile I deployed in, there was one large door, and behind that door was a corridor that ran clear to where Nicole had deployed everyone, so she moved everyone up behind that door. I was like, okay, I can do this group tactics, all good. Uh, I activate my champion, I activate a ganger next to him, the ganger walks up and opens the door, and Nicole plays a tactics card, the door closes. So my champion standing next to the door with a combat shotgun that does, like, a template attack, and there's, like, three Escher lined up perfectly behind the door, has to move to the door and open it, and that's his entire turn. Oh. <laughs> At which point, he is shot in the chest with a needle rifle. 
and goes down. <laughs> <laughs> now, th- this is uh, this is Binks, my Forge boss. He's very tough. He's got the true grit skill. He's not out of the game, but the rest of the, basically the rest of the game is him standing up, opening the door, trying to let someone else get a shot through. Nicole cl- shooting him, closing the door. <laughs> 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 this door was the bane of my goddamn existence. Um, <laughs> uh, there's another, the other main area where the fight could be is like this long open corridor. So I lobbed a smoke grenade in the middle of it. Um, Buddy came up and was like behind cover, covering the corridor with a stub cannon, but also there was a smoke grenade filling it, so he couldn't see most of the corridor. Um, and, uh, Benny, the stimmer, was running up there. Uh, but there were like five Escher on the other side of where Benny was going to. He couldn't get more than one of them with a charge, so he's like, oh, I'll be sneaky. He creeps through an air vent. Uh, Nicole shuts the door leading into the room the air vent opens up into, walks away. <laughs> And so on his next turn, <laughs> Benny uses all his actions to creep back through the air vent. Um, all kinds of nonsense. I finally get through the door. Okay, I'm I'm in close combat. Uh-huh. Uh, I've got Bowl, my grenade launcher wielding specialist, is standing directly under the door, but he's made it into close combat with two Asher there. So I'm like, he's not amazing in close combat. He's He's better than them, though. Statistically, it'll take a couple of rounds, but he'll beat both of them. And then the door is open. The rest of my guys can come through. Instead of fighting me uh, on uh, Nicole's turn, she closes the door on him, um, like directly on top of him, <laughs> which is uh, you have to make an initiative check or you roll injury dice as if you'd been taken out by a three damage weapon. <laughs> so um, okay. he fails his initiative check and is just crushed by the door immediately. <laughs> Now, this didn't this didn't cause him any permanent harm. He was just stuck unconscious underneath the door until like he has to miss the next game. Like he's broken some ribs and stuff. But like, <laughs> I didn't even think of it. like her options are fight in close combat with one attack hitting on a four up or hit the button on the door. If I don't roll a four up, my guy is taken out immediately. <laughs> <laughs> Clever. <laughs> didn't even think of that. She's, she's, she's smart. She's thinking smart. Um, but this is finally where the tides turn because. She leaves the door open. One more person gets through the door and distracts her, so she's focused on that one guy. And then Benny makes an eight-inch charge, I think. No, no, he can only go say He makes a seven-inch charge, that was it. Which is as far as he can go from around the corner into two of the Asher. <laughs> um, he has 14 attacks on the charge, so splits them evenly, because Stimmers are stupid. Uh, seven attacks, clubs one Asher down, knocks her out. Uh, now, the other Escher is caught between him and one of the other gang members who had run up behind her. And so my image here was the Goliath just kind of grabs her by the shoulders like a schoolyard's bully's best friend while he just <laughs> beats her up with a hammer, essentially. Um, yeah. uh, she, she, she was killed, like permanently dead. Oh, um, wow. Okay. Yeah, she, she was in critical condition, They, uh, but she was only a regular ganger, so Nicole decided not to go to the doctors afterwards, so he... She just straight up killed her. Um, <laughs> and after that, like, uh, Benny was getting too close to her leader. She'd done all right, but hadn't, uh, hadn't quite gotten enough points to win at this point. I'd take, cause it's, uh, yeah, one point for each person you take out. Um, and so she voluntarily bottled, 
Uh, the remaining few Asher fled, dragging their wounded with them, and uh, I accidentally won the game. I was not... I was like, I honestly thought I was going to lose that game. Uh, that last turn and a half sort of really turned the entire thing around with that one big charge. <laughs> um, <laughs> God, it was, it was a mess, uh, is awesome. what it was. Um, and yeah, after the game, I had to pay 70 credits and, uh, they, they saved my leader's life by cutting off his hand. So now he's okay. <laughs> lost. He's lost a point of weapon skill. So now he's only got a four up weapon skill. Um, <laughs> so he's he's going to stick with his bolt gun for now. Um, he's going to stay shooting. Um, but he's all right. Everyone else is just into recovery. Um, I got a ton of rep because I won. This is our first time playing each other. I didn't bottle, so I've got up to nine reputation, which is one away from the threshold of hiring more hangers on. Um, I secure control of a workshop, as I mentioned earlier. That means I have an ammo jack in my gang, which means I get to re-roll uh, ones on ammo rolls if I start running out of ammunition, because we've got we've got more bullets. There's this guy we protect who just gives us free shit. Uh, and <laughs> if we're defending, he might get caught up in it, in which case we've got another guy with a bolt gun running around, which is fun. Um, <clears throat> uh, and then, as I said earlier on, I got a free juve. I got a free ganger. Uh, we're going to have a multiplayer scenario sometime in the next couple of weeks for, like, a downtime shits and gigs. Cool. Uh, everyone gets together, see how they're doing uh, thingamajig. Um, at which point I will get 250 credits. I will probably spend all of them... <laughs> getting a berserker because <laughs> with the upgrades I want on him, he's going to be like 310 credits. I've got, uh, checks. I've got 40 left in the bank after all the other stuff I had to do and like equipping my two new gang members and stuff. So unless I earn like more than 30 credits, uh, in the multiplayer game, I'm not going to have a lot of spending money aside from, from getting a uh, Brutus into the gang, but mm-hmm. you know, I'll have a ton of... I'll have, actually have a ton of guys. I've got three Jews. I've got four or five gangers at this point. Um, two champions, a leader, and I'll have a I'll have a brute, a berserker. Uh, so it's actually quite a big gang. Um, yeah, it'll be to. like at about a 1,700, 1,800 credit rating uh, from, you know, started at 1,000 credits. So I think yeah. I've grown quite nicely. Um, also, everyone has a ton of experience. So... While my leader has lost a hand at the start of the next game, he will be going to a 2-plus ballistic skill, which will be a lot oh, of fun with a bolt gun. Nice. So we'll be spending that. Good, lovely, lovely, lovely. Um, yeah, Necromunda is incredible. <laughs> it's such a good game. <laughs> it really uh, is. I, I did not do that game just in my description of it. That door is the bane <laughs> of my existence, and yet it was, it was so exciting. There were ups, there were downs on both sides. Um... It was it was incredible. She's a great opponent. One of the best games of my life. Good. God, God, I love, I love, I love hobbies. Hobby is good. <laughs> <laughs> well summed up. Uh, yeah, hobby is yeah. good. <laughs> hobby good. Um, and then after playing, obviously comes reading. Uh, I've been reading the Luminath Realm Lords Battle Tome. It's quite mm. interesting. Mm. I've been reading the uh, the ninth edition forty k book. It's quite interesting, the the big rule book with all the... God, it's really nicely done. Actually, I want to point that out. The ninth edition core rule book for 40K is incredibly well done. It is, yeah. Lots of, lots of tasty lore. Uh, at several points in the book, there are like full-page spreads of studio staff's personal armies. Which is a nice touch. 
is really nice, especially because it showcases very different styles and levels of painting. I'm not saying any of them are bad painters by any degree. They're, they're all really good, but really different styles to the studio style uh, that is most commonly showcased in books like these, uh, which I think is a really good thing, honestly, like showing people there's more than one way to do it. Yeah, I was going to say as well, it's, it, it feels also a bit more normal. I like it when mm. you see people in the studio you know that that aren't naturally the studio painters just they you know obviously mm. they could be designers they could be rules people and i love it because you see it obviously yeah. on the community page as well and they do their version of things and i like it for two reasons because obviously a you see something that's often you haven't thought about like a conversion a kit bash a, a color scheme thing oh cool mm. yeah they've they've gone against the norm that's really cool and b yeah. often I know this sounds a bit of a weird statement to make that because it's not often to the like heavy metal standard, it's, mm. it's like more normal. You feel like it's more obtainable. Mm. Like yeah. it's still a fantastic standard, oh, yeah. but it doesn't feel like eons above what you would be able to do. You think, no, that's cool. Mm. You know, they're not, they are here, yeah. you know, <laughs> they, oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, they do a good standard, but they're not like, you know, a, you know, astronomical mm. standard up here which i would never be yeah. able to get to it's really nice that you know it sort of thinks you know what they don't have to be to heavy metal standard they can be just mm. this really good standard here and they do the job so yeah no, i think it's a nice touch yeah, yeah. it's a good book um also has like a fold-out map of the galaxy which is fun um all kinds of cool stuff in there um but the actual important reading I should talk about is first off, uh, I took a couple of weeks off, uh, took, I took a week off earlier, went down south, feet up by the fire, a couple of books to read. I read Rites of Passage by Mike Brooks. Mm. That's a really good book. It is. I don't want to spoil it. It's good. I love, <laughs> I love books where the protagonist is a tired, cranky old person because this yeah. is like hitting the Eisenhorn notes of, <laughs> oh God, this job is terrible. I'm so old and worn down by imperial bureaucracy, I can't stand it anymore. <laughs> Intrigue? Bah! Which was like the second and third Eisenhorn book and was so good. Um, this is just yeah. that. It's, yeah, it's an old navigator lady just trying to, trying to go through her, um, her political power grab as she tries to take over the house she married into after murdering her husband. Um. <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. I, don't, I think it's nice to actually see an insight into the navigator houses and how they work. Mm. It, you know, because yeah. obviously we, you know, a lot of people complain about especially forty k novels where a lot of them are bolter porn. It's like, oh, I want something different. Mm. Honestly, check rites of passage out. You know, I I loved yeah. it. You've obviously enjoyed it as well, and it's really good book to get stuck into. And if you want something that you know, it's got action and things like that, obviously in it. But if mm. you want more, yeah. like how things work, the politics and all that side of things, uh, yeah, mm. definitely, definitely check it out. It's good. Absolutely, yeah. Um, and uh, so I read that in about a day and a half, and then I spent the next two days reading Man Flayer, Josh Reynolds' <laughs> uh, Swan Song. Uh, God, gotta love Fabius Bile though. He's a good, what a lad, good isn't he? book. <laughs> like the one, the one thing about the previous two Fabius Bile books that bothered me was he was portrayed as so much more reasonable, sane, and like restrained than he mm -hmm. is in the 40k lore in general. Like in 40k lore, he's like Doctor Frankenstein builds a nuke. <laughs> Dr. Frankenstein yeah. enslaves a population and turns their blood into hallucinogenic drugs and stuff like that. Yep. And, in, and in the previous two books, um, I mean, he's done crazy messed up scientific things and like 
purely pure evil, horrible, awful things in the names of science, absolutely, but nothing to like the megalomaniacal, like, villain standard of, I'm doing this because it's funny, <laughs> look, look what yeah. I've done to your system, Imperium, um, Yeah, you're right, he, he seems quite yeah. reasonable in the first two books, yes. like, which yes. is in, in air quotes, but it's, yeah, for his yes. standard, yeah. he's a bit more yeah. normal, yeah, I'd agree with that. Man, Manflayer, Manflayer like uh, explains that disparity between bile in the previous two books and in Manflayer itself and bile in 40k lore with a twist I didn't actually see coming, which mm. was fun. I really should have, considering what I know of Fabius Bile. Um, but like it explains that twist. Um, it sets it up really well. It completely eliminates any of that like cognitive dissonance I was feeling with that. It's just a really good book. Um, yep. I didn't realize until reading this Fabius Bile book that all that it and the other Fabius Bile books were set before M thirty eight. Yeah, uh, yeah, they're not. This, they're not. Yeah, this is happening thousands of years before present day Imperium. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, it's so good. We're, <laughs> I'm sure we'll talk about it as a full episode at some point. Yeah, I, and I don't want to spoil it. People should go read it if you're the least bit interested in Chaos Space Marines, uh, Dark Elder, and and Hemunculi or Fabius Bile himself. Go read it. It's really good. Agreed. Um, yeah, it's a really suitable cap off to the trilogy. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think definitely that that series goes in in the in that sort of echelons of you know the Night Lords trilogy, uh, Talon of Horus and Black Legion. You know the Eisenhorn. Mm. You know those when people go right. What what forty k book should I read? And I think the definitely the, the Fabius Bile trilogy should go in there as a must read i think yes. i think you just i can't believe people wouldn't enjoy them i i refuse yeah. to believe it yeah you will enjoy yeah. them. do it yeah yeah exactly um all right and then uh that's that's all my hobby i've done a lot uh, it has yeah, to be honest, i guess but True. um yeah so uh what's left is my community highlight yes, uh, yes. Now, i had i had a few things lined up for this and then someone stole the show uh earlier today um uh, so it's on instagram as I want to be. And I saw a post by Two Dorks, One Brush, uh, coincidentally, an Australian uh, painter from Canberra. Um, and I'll just send this to you because this is the most gorgeous Stormcast and Griffhound that I think possibly exists. Um, oh, wow. It is. That is full, yeah. a standard, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Red and blue color contrasts, full non metallic metal, gold and silver on the uh, yep. Stormcast Castigator. Like beautiful embroidered lilac detailing on the inside of the cloak, um, just like it's not a cartoony style. It is not a cell shaded style. It is it is a style. I don't know what style it is, mm. but it is it is what I would probably call a flawless paint job. Like I've been yeah. looking at this for a few hours now, and I don't see any like what I would call an imperfection or a problem with it. Like it is the the high standard it does not get better than that yeah i'd i'd agree and i and i think i like the style even more so than you'd see in the in, you know the gw studios mm. as well there's something yeah. nice about it it's got that sort it's of artistic. You're right, yeah, it's, yeah it's quite it's quite warm and it's almost comic like but in a good way mm. it's like you said it's yeah. got yeah very vibrant but yeah I, I, that is that is outstanding obviously i'll i'll link this in the uh the show notes as well for mm. everyone else to see yeah, I mean, this is what we were saying before. You know, some people are on a different level. I know, obviously, oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, you know, time, effort, 
and obviously a big dose of ability as well. And yeah, you know, this is, this is amazing. Um, and, and it, it, what, and I think what is a good show for this, and this is no disrespect mm. to the models themselves, but obviously these are models that would easily pass by in, in sort of general, is it, it's a castigator, yeah. isn't it? And a Griffin. So, yeah. you know, they're ones that can almost like, oh yeah, it's only a castigator. Cause obviously some, you see a lot of models that are used to highlight how good people are at painting. Mm. You know, some people do mm. these big show pieces like oh, I'll do Nagash, you know, for example. Yeah. And whereas yeah. like if you can make a, again, air quotes, run of the mill, models like a castigator look that mm. damn good then you truly are of a different level i think <laughs> yeah um yeah that, that's me cool hooray excellent <laughs> hooray you said you've been a busy lad um mm. like i said i've been up to stuff but before i talk let's do the episode hobby tip so this uh, obviously comes from our discord and uh, so basically a conversation this is actually a very well sort of recent conversation last week or so actually uh to mm. do with painful shoulders so um mm. <laughs> so obviously the question sort of popped up there's basically does any does anyone have advice on preventing or countering painful shoulders after painting because obviously or, or you can apply that to building as well because that's something i often suffer with as well when you when you've been building a while and uh you know it's just this came from uh, alan in our community so he did about an hour of painting and shoulders were completely cramped up um yourself got involved um cameron mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> uh so obviously, where you obviously suggested to obviously fully stretch your arms every sort of 15 20 minutes uh which obviously from your violin uh time as yes. well um <laughs> obviously some good <laughs> good advice there and obviously good advice from drew as well who obviously says uh being aware of your posture when painting is key make sure you're not rolling your shoulders forward hunching over the desk or cranking uh, your neck forward it's simple stuff but easy to forget until it starts actually hurting uh, most of the time you mm. can move your chair uh, so you don't need to do uh, as as much straining as, as possible um, and then martin also chipped in as well uh, proper seating was essential for me yes mm. totally agree with that um i used a i used to use a really run down office chair for a good couple of years and it ached after you know painting and gaming getting a new mm. chair because of working from home obviously that's a big thing for yes. people now because obviously <laughs> a lot of people work from home hence doing up their their uh their wherever they work now uh, has massively improved his situation and drew's also thrown in try yoga ball you know as a seat if you mm. want a cheap and portable alternative to a dining chair so yeah, yeah. again it's something we don't always think about really because obviously you're focused on the models themselves and and obviously you know all the things that come with that but yeah actually the pain you can suffer through it because i i must admit i get that when a lot when i've been building for a while it's actually not my shoulders it's actually more sort of my i don't know, my torso and solar plexus i think it's just you know, mm. it's just my, it's my, my dad gut getting in the way. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, when you're bending over and it's sort of, yeah, it does sort of start, you know, getting really sore. And I think it's so easy, you know, especially because obviously you're in your seat, you're, you're naturally going to hunch over your, your desk because it's, you know, going to be a bit lower. So yeah, I think if you're in that position, yeah, try, try obviously, you know, stretching, doing your exercises, but yeah, I think seating and actually the table or desk, uh, you're on again, what you can do is again, promoting ikea again we're definitely not sponsored by them um, <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> we, they you know they will often do desks and tables where they come with adjustable 
you know, height on them because again, that's a thing, mm. you know, sometimes people buy the wrong sort of chair or desk to do their hobby on uh, or even working from home. And obviously what comes from that is, you know, bad shoulders and the like. So yeah, definitely consider it. You know, it's, it's, it is as important as what you're doing because you're talking about your body here and actually arguably mm. is more important because it's your body. So, so yeah, so that's been today's hobby tip. So, mm. right. What have I been up to? Like I said, it's been a month. Um, I've been busy. I've, I've, I've been doing stuff here and there, intermittent, because I've been having, you know, I had a bit like you, I had a week off, you know, since we mm. last had a Realm episode, which um, ironically, I didn't do much hobby on at all. Uh, and I don't feel bad yeah. for doing that because I was spending time with my family, um, mm. and yeah. which is, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, important. So, it, but uh, about, you know, around that, I have been uh, doing other things. So uh, like you, I'll start with, you know, what I've been buying and what I've been building. So, like you, I've got Indomitus uh, times two, as in I've got the two Space Marine mm. halves now. So me and Martin, you know, bought a box each and you know did the did the swap in. Uh, that took a while actually because I I ended up buying both of them as you know, and you know so what I did is you know I swapped both sides so he could then come around and pick them up. Mm. And yeah, honestly, going through uh, checking all the bases and making sure you've got the right number of the right size is a lot more time-consuming than you think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Especially when you're trying to get it right. So, yeah, I got there eventually. Uh, it's a lovely box, isn't it? It's a really, it is mm. a, a big box of plastic, uh, very heavy, especially with that big rule book in there as well. So, yes. um, uh, sadly to say, um, my those Marines in that, I, that I've got, because obviously I've got double Marines now, are just still mm. in the box, and they're just behind me, and I haven't even touched them, because Ooh. I've been too busy... Uh, working with the veterans of the long war. I've been too busy with my mm. chaos stuff uh, to, yes. <laughs> to touch the loyalists <laughs> at the moment. So, uh, so sad to say they're for a rainy day, but that's fine. That rainy day will come. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I've been, like, so I've been working on my chaos ma- space Marines. So uh, as you know, I've been sort of working on a bit of a hodgepodge of stuff. Uh, Cause obviously that's a good thing with chaos is I can, they can be whatever you want them to be. So I've mm. uh, finished building my care space Marines. I spent a good time trying to sort out the backpacks, which is one of my Achilles heels. I don't like tidying up backpacks. It's time consuming and fiddly, but I did it mm. eventually. Yeah. Managed to bash through <laughs> on a, on a lunch break. Um, the other day I put through, I put together some obliterators. Oh, they're lovely boys. They're big mm. chunky boys and they're lovely. Yes. They go well together. Really you know really well they they're really nice builds um and yeah i'm i was really happy with how they went together i've got so i built the two that come with the start collecting box uh i've got a third one coming from one of the uh guys on twitter which is really nice we're doing a bit of a swap deal um in negotiations at the moment so i've got a third one because i find that getting obliterators is hard because obviously at the moment the only way you can get them again sort of going back to my original point about uh you know, models being sort of gated off in box sets. So yeah, the obliterators you can only get in the start collector box for chaos. Cause obviously it's based on the, mm. uh, the old uh, shadow spear box and uh, you can't get them separately at the moment. And I find that on eBay, they are going for a bit more than they should do. Really people, I think, yes. uh, I think people have cottoned onto that. So <laughs> they, they are quite mm. expensive for what they are. So uh, they're nice to have as a unit of three. So I've, I've uh, managed to secure a third one. So I will oh, build good. that soon. And I'm looking forward to, getting stuck into uh, painting them because they're really, again, really, really nice models. So um, what else have I been doing? Uh, well, it, actually, that's only a small part of it, actually, because most of my time is a bit been a bit controversial, and I've not really shown it on, on our Discord because I've been forgetting to. But I 
right, this is what happened. <laughs> so I, mm. I, uh, I thought oh, I'm going to get some plague Marines for my space, you know, for my care space Marines, you know, you can park them in there as an elite choice, as you know. So I thought, Oh, I'll get some, mm. you know, some plague Marines. Um, that didn't stop Cameron. I'll be honest with you. Oh, no. It didn't stop. Um, oh, no. you know, when you're like, <laughs> Oh, I'm actually enjoying putting these together. And then, you know, you're seeing how good they look in ninth edition. And yeah, I did have, yeah. I did have some death guard, when I, when I literally, they were the first models I bought returned to this hobby mm. when we started this podcast, yeah. but I got rid of them a little while ago because I neglected them. They were some a bit mm. painted, some were a bit broken. They, I, yeah. I hadn't neglected them. So I got <laughs> rid of them and yeah. Um, okay. So, uh, 27 plague Marines later, um, yes. um <laughs> <laughs> from buying a few, uh units off uh what used to be the old no no fear box which is obviously yeah. it looks like it's on its way out and yeah. uh, i got the proper i got some of the proper kits as well you know the actual foot mm. multi-part yes. plague marine kit so yeah i've started building some um at the moment Excellent. i'm putting together a close combat squad um i've mm-hmm, got mm-hmm. a special squad you know i i the ones with like uh you know plasma plasma guns and such like and then obviously i'm going to do a nice big unit of ones with uh with bolters obviously mm-hmm. and yeah i i'm having fun with them that that that's Good. that plague marine kit particularly the you know the actual mm. multi-part one is a gorgeous kit to build it's a bit like the blood oh, yeah. in aos mm. it just goes nicely together so um i'm about a dozen plague marines built at the moment like so i'm just um i'm trying to be methodical with building them in the sense that because i've got different kits i've got like i said the main kit i've got mm. the, the the easy to build ones um i'm trying to make sure i i, I fit them right rather than sort of just building them and think oh damn i gave them the wrong load out <laughs> hey when that happens so i uh, yeah. so i'm trying to make sure that doesn't happen so i'm just building them uh, a bit at a time um i got a foul blight spawn so i put him together mm. uh, he's a yeah. lovely little unit um i built a blight hauler as well so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, that was a fiddly it's cool yeah the, the fart cart exactly <laughs> it's um, a bit of a fiddly kit to build at times uh, obviously i did the right thing by you know cutting off the pegs because again it's a it's a you know an easy to build kit and it was a bit fiddly mm, but you yeah. know it's a nice nice little unit um i also kit bash a malignant plague caster as well which is mm. uh, so what i did is i <laughs> basically i bought the uh the mate the, the normal playcaster obviously which came yeah. with uh dark imperium and mm-hmm. i'm not a fan of the model from being honest um no I, it's yeah. a bit of a def- it's, it's a, a bit of a one. divisive one exactly and uh, mm. and so i thought I, i'm gonna do my own so uh, luckily i managed to get i managed to get it on ebay for like three quid and so oh, well, absolute go. bargain so so all i kept from him was basically his staff. <laughs> I thought, yeah, well, that's right. the key bit that makes it a playcaster, really. So, so basically, I just um, really simple kit bash. I basically got what would be these um, the plague champion from the plague marines uh, multi part box, um, mm-hmm. and just you know put put the uh, the staff on him, and he looks really nice. Mm. Again, very simple. You know, he's got a bolt pistol. Obviously, it can be the worm spit um, worm spitter. A relic yes. if i ever get around yes. to playing um oh. really nice it, and just, it just yeah just suits it so much easier to do really um put it mm. on reddit people really liked yeah. it so that oh, was good, good. uh <laughs> right next so i bought a plague surgeon as well because i spotted <laughs> on um because if you remember death guard was part of the 40k conquest yes. magazine yes. that you can get over here in the uk so 
the plague surgeon uh one is still available because you can buy Ooh. back issues and the good thing about yeah. that is they're 7.99 i was thinking well that's a very cheap way to get a plague surgeon that's really um, good exactly oh, uh, so, wow. so i so i thought happy days plague surgeons are looking cool they got some really cool rules so i bought that now uh, it wasn't all plain sailing, so it arrived, mm. and it was on my doorstep when I'd come back from a day out, and it'd been a hot yes. day. So, oh no, um, yeah. And then <laughs> when I, you know, so I checked, I checked the uh, the sprue. Obviously, when I when I uh, took it out the the packaging, and it looked fine. I was like, oh, mm. cool, no worries. I'm going to start building that later today, and it's what, which is what I did. I was building away, you know, doing it in mm-hmm. order. Everything's looking cool. I get to the sword is. Um, is a sword, uh, which is a bl- blight sword? No, not plague it's sword. It's a plague sword. No, plague sword. Um, bail sword. Bail sword, no. that's the one. Bail sword, that's what he's got. <laughs> and yeah, I, uh, you know, cut it out and looked at it. And I'm like, oh, wow, swords don't bend like that usually. Um, <laughs> and it was, oh, bel- it was bent in a, you know, which was going towards a U shape and, mm. Uh, mm. and at a really awkward angle. And, you know, when you're looking at anything in, Oh no, I don't know what to do about this. So I, you know, I so I tried multiple things, you know, bending it yeah. back, um, such like, and it, I tr- and it just never worked. I, I managed to bend it back yeah. a bit, and you know, when you're just still looking at it and you're thinking, no, that still looks weird. Like it just the, you know, I don't mind it being a little bit bent, but it just doesn't. It's at a wrong angle. It just doesn't look like you mm. would fight with a sword like that. And I thought, uh, right, okay, what I'm going to do is I'm going to re- I'll replace it. I'll find another you know i'll find another sword and this is where i feel like i went into two hours of hell for myself um i just had two (laughs) hours of you know when you know when uh, you know sometimes when you're converting and kit bashing you will have amazing moments you'll have amazing sessions Mm. where everything you plan comes together and at the end of it you've got these lovely looking models that you're so proud of um, imagine the opposite of that. That's basically what happened yes. for two hours where everything yeah. I tried just didn't work. You know, when you find a sword or something else and you think, Oh, that just doesn't really fit right. No, no, that's the wrong mm. size. And then you start thinking, you know what? I'll turn him into a chaos Lord. Actually sod it. Mm. I'll, I'll buy another plague surgeon later. And then you start getting pieces from other kits and then thinking, Oh yeah, but that doesn't really fit with that one. now." well, there's this, the arm looks a bit weirder size compared to the shoulder, pad. you know, just those sort of things mm. really where it's yeah. just not really clicking. And I just had, like I said, the worst, what felt like the worst two hours of just trying to get it to work. So at the moment he's now half done or half built. He's mm. going to be a chaos Lord now because his plague, sur- his plague surgeon days are gone. So he's yeah. got, yeah. so at the moment he's got a power fist on his, on his uh, left hand. So I've got, so I've kept the, the top arm of the original plague surgeon. I'm giving him the, mm. the power fist from the plague Marines uh, box. Lovely. And that seems yeah, to work. Yeah. He's holding his fist. Like he's looking at it, you know, looking all mm. evil with it. And I can't remember what I was going to give him in his right hand. Uh, I think it was actually, I was going to give him a combi weapon, I think. So, mm. um, so I'm basically going to use the bolter from the plague Marine kit and yeah, it just didn't, you know, it just didn't work. Really. Yeah. I just, and yeah. it's so frustrating. You know, when you're thinking this was going to work at some point, it just doesn't, but yeah, I did the absolutely. right thing where I stepped away and don't get, you mm. know, this happens mm. obviously with painting as well, where things don't go the way you think it's going to, and you just step away. So that is yeah, what I did. Absolutely. I will finish him. You know, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, good. 
I'm glad he turned into a Chaos Lord, because that's also what I did with my Plague Surgeon. <laughs> Do you know what's funny? You mentioned that, yeah. because I looked that up. So I was on I was on the Death mm. Guard subreddit, and I obviously searched for Chaos Lords for, for inspiration. Mm. And I come across one that I like. I'm thinking, oh, this one looks cool. It's a Plague Surgeon, but it's got a different head and uh, yeah. a different arm. I look at the username, <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, yeah, no, yeah, it's such a good base model. It plague the plague session. I think is one of my favorite Death Guard models. It's got so mm. much flavor and character. And I know you had trouble with it, but in my opinion, like it's one of the easier ones to convert to like another HQ, just because mm. like the arms are relatively separate. Yeah, which is nice. And then you know, it's just aesthetically cool. He's like a thinner plague marine, not really. Yeah, like a bit that. taller. Yeah, as well. Taller. He's sort of... Yeah, he's so tall. <laughs> yeah, he really is. Oh no, he's he's a gorgeous model, and it it wasn't. He right, he should be an easy one to convert. I think it was just obviously you're beholden to what pieces you've got. Oh yeah, available, yeah, and I just don't think everything I had really clicked. So it's just yeah. one of those. And obviously, when you keep going backwards and forwards, because as even though he is going to be a chaos lord now, I was trying to make him a plague surgeon at one point again. Mm. I'm like, right, I just need mm. to give him a you know a bail sword just to, to you know just to <laughs> a WYSIWYG and make sure everything yeah. looks fine. So. I think realistically, if they've still got more back issues of that same issue, I'm going to order another oh, yeah. one and just make yeah, sure it doesn't sure. end up in the sun. <laughs> that's <basically what laughs> yes. Damn you, postman. Um, <laughs> but that's the way it goes. You know, it's all fun. Um, <laughs> and lastly, on my little trip of Death Guard, I have also <laughs> bought a Plague Burst Crawler, which was going very cheap yeah. on eBay. So nice. I'll do that. So, so yeah, so the, the, the plan with that is to basically involve them with my Care Space Marines or I use death. I can, or I can use them as their own, you know, force by themselves. Basically, that's sort of mm. my, my thinking, really. Um, so yeah, so that's been really cool. So uh, back to my care space marines. I've started building some terminators, which is a gorgeous kit. Mm-hmm. And as of yesterday, Harken World Claimer arrived. Who is going to be Ooh. a uh, a chaos jump lord with dual lightning claws? Because I'm Excellent. very, very tempted to make my care space marines night lords. That is what I'm yes. very, very tempted to do. Yes. Um, hence why I was asking you about using green stuff to make flayed skin, which is obviously mm. a, a very normal conversation for, for yeah, normal yeah. people. Absolutely. Um, normal. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, so uh, my last bit to do with building and, uh, and buying is um, I've got a hobby station at last i think that's Ooh. actually one of the best things i've bought in recent times i was i was on a day probably one of the first proper days out i've had you know since lockdown has been eased in general so me and my wife and daughter went out for a day out and i you know socially distanced went into a model shop in uh, a nearby town but it's a model shop that specializes in like mm. trains and planes you know your airfix kits and i thought um i'll have a look in there you know it's uh it's models mm. um it's one of those places where there was they, it had four games workshop kits and very yeah. random ones it's not like the ones yes. where it's like oh there's some stormcast <laughs> there's some space marines it was like there was a box of fire slayers there was a box of um uh the old one of the older dark elf kits the uh the uh well the black guard you know one of those mm. randomly there and yeah. some space wolf uh you know thunder <laughs> uh thunderwolves and it was just, it was really odd it was like you know it's clearly ones where they don't sell them properly they've just these are the kits they've never been able to sell so <laughs> they were just there um mm. but at the same time i bought a hobby station which obviously you know if you're not familiar it's one of those sort of plastic 
uh, sort of things you put on your obviously hobby desk, which holds your your paints, your glues, and and everything. And it's nice actually because I I tend to do hobby up here in my office where I record right now. And mm-hmm. I, so if I want to be sociable, I can do it <laughs> down in the lounge as well. And it's quite nice because mm-hmm. obviously yeah. you can pick up your hobby station and uh, go do that. Again, very obvious thing to say, but you know if you're not if you don't have one, do consider one if you. Uh, you know, tend to hobby in multiple parts of your home. Uh, so, um, yeah, lastly, uh, I made a bit of a, you know, a decision the other week and it's very much like me. Um, and that is that I don't feel like I'm feeling my space wolves anymore. Um, mm. I know I'm a terrible hobby bu- butterfly, um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't think my, I'm not feeling, I, I've been looking at my space walls. Obviously I've spent a good time building some of them. I've been converting and kit bashing them and I just don't feel like I'm feeling them really as much. And, yeah. um, um, yeah. So I, I went on a bit of a rampage if I'm being honest and I oh. just ripped parts off them. I was ripping shoulder pads. Mm. I was doing all sorts because the good thing is I've been able to save everything I've built really, which is mainly like intercessors, mm. some reavers, uh, some incursors and things like that. And ultimately, you know, because I've just been putting the odd bit of wolfiness on them, it's not that hard to get rid of and, and replace really. Yeah. Um, so that ties in nicely because I think a couple of episodes ago, I said that I would, I would love to do howling griffins and yeah. I've been struggling to get some shoulder pads. Luckily some shoulder pads arrived this week. Big thanks mm. to print miniatures on Twitter um, because I I find it's hard to get these custom shoulder pads here in the UK because a lot of them are done yeah. by people that do 3D printing for in like mm. the US, for example. And the problem is you're paying a lot for the, the shipping, which sort of defeats the object of having them and ends up being more expensive than the shoulder pads themselves in some cases. So uh, I, they arrived today and they're looking, oh, sorry, this week, and they look amazing, uh, to be honest. So mm. I'm really happy with these shoulder pads and I'm going to order more. He's also sizing some night lords ones up for me as well uh yeah it's, it's i feel like i've got a, mm. ni- a nice contact here <laughs> for, for yeah. all my, all my 3d printing work really so uh but i'm i'm as i said i'm fully happy working on my care space marines at the moment uh, they're such a joy to to work on really um and you can just be nice and evil with them um and actually just mm. going back to the comment i made about the space wolves um that's why uh, a few weeks ago i put a poll up on twitter because i because again I, I i just was intrigued to know do people do what i just did and i basically asked the question uh you know i said how many of you out there have started buying and building an army and then stopped part way because you just weren't mm. feeling it anymore you know just something isn't really clicking um, and you know why do you think this happens and um yeah the, the poll was quite interesting you know we had a i think a few hundred votes and it was so all the time. So basically, the three options I gave were all the time. You know, I'm constantly you mm. know, building and then you know painting and then stopping. Or one, then another option was you know once or twice. You know, you do it a few times or never. And for all the time was about thirty five percent. So a good over a third yeah. of people yeah. do what I do. You know, we did in this case from the space wolves. Uh, half of people have done it about once or twice, and then there's um 14% who are complete liars who say they've never done it um, <laughs> so that was interesting you know i know that's obviously just a you know a yeah. slice of people that 
you know, that voted, but it's interesting, you know, I think it happens. Mm. And, um, you know, we see it on our discord, obviously the people, you know, the guys that we, we chat to on there, um, people do that a lot. You know, some people constantly mm. jump in and, you know, I'm a terrible example of it, uh, or perfect, or I should say the perfect <laughs> example of it. Um, and I think it's so easy to do, you know, where, and I think sometimes, unfortunately, even if you're not a massive hobby butterfly, I think sometimes you know, you have the good intentions like, right, oh, these look cool. I really want to get into them. And then sometimes just the models aren't for you. Either the kits don't, you're not, you know, feeling them or the paint job, you think, oh no, they're not, you know, I, I think that's just happens. And sometimes, unfortunately, mm. I know it's an expensive way of doing it, but I think sometimes, unfortunately, you just need to experiment. You know, you buy a couple of kits yeah. and go, right, yeah, I'm going to give these guys a go, this army you know, a go. And sometimes it just doesn't work. And mm. that's the way it is. And don't feel bad for it is a is my sort of answer for that really i think it's not not the end of the world you know it's yeah. just the way yeah. the way it happens you know and we pick up things we put them down again and i think sometimes you know whether it's you know aos 40k or any any of the other games it, sometimes i think you you almost need to go through a few of them to then find the one that works for you because I think sometimes mm. you can have, you could love the law, but then when it comes to the models, you just not feel them. Sometimes it's the other way around where you love the models, but oh, they're a bit boring in, you know, in your opinion, uh, mm. when it comes to the law in the background and it's just trying to find that nice balance. Um, you know, sometimes it's easy, sometimes it's difficult, but uh, like I said, don't mm. feel bad for it. So uh, let me round things up with books. Uh, so yeah, I've done a bit of reading. So I have listened mm-hmm. to Indomitus. Drum roll, please. That's it. Get those drums out. It's, <laughs> it's, it's uh, okay. <laughs> it's all right is probably the best way to describe it. So Indomitus is obviously the book to go alongside, obviously the box set that came out recently. It's similar to what mm. we saw with obviously like Dark Imperium and such like. So, um, yeah, yeah it's, I'm I'm not in, that impressed with it to be honest, and uh, mm. it's written by Gav Thorpe. And I, to be fair to him, I I just get the impression it comes across as a novel that was done just to go alongside a box set. Like he probably did it yeah. in a bit of a rush and was probably a bit yeah. limited. Um, he I could be wrong, and he he had plenty of time to do it. And apologise mm. to him if that, if I'm being quite critical of it. <laughs> I just I just don't think it felt a bit paint by numbers when it comes to a novel yeah, um i yeah. won't really spoil much about it but it you know it, it does a lot of name dropping like oh yes this unit of eradicators turn up oh look there's mm. the blade guard veterans which is obviously going to happen because it's to tie in with new units i get that and i got no issue with that um but yeah. as a whole i just find it quite boring i think is the probably the best mm. yeah i think the best reason why i think it's a bit okay uh you know obviously it's based around obviously the new space marines it's based around the necrons admittedly the yeah. necrons are really cool in it you know they they're, yeah. they're very they're quite interesting they they make it they uh, i suppose they make it not bad like in the sense this if the necrons weren't in it this would be probably a bad book Whereas now it's just yes. an okay book because <laughs> they're of the cool bits you get. And you get some cool little bits of radio chatter because obviously I listened to the the audio book, um, which was quite cool. I've never seen them really do that in, in recent books, which mm-hmm. I think they do more when they, you know, put a bit of uh, stuff like that in it as well. Uh, but, you know, but yeah. the characters were cool. The Plasmancer particularly, she was awesome as a character, uh, you know, plotting and scheming, obviously Necrons do. Um, the Space mm-hmm. Marines in contrast, 
I think very poor. Obviously, they're Ultramarines, but the characters, <laughs> uh, the book base is based around a captain and two lieutenants who sort of half the time bicker, half the time are pals, and it just feels a bit childish mm. at times. Maybe some people yeah. will like that. Um, uh, you know, like maybe seeing a slight different side to the Ultramarines, but I just thought it was a bit soulless, to be honest. Really, um, it just felt like the Marines were just there just to be to you know show off the new units and such. Um, the story mm. again is based. Uh, well, again, without spoiling it, really, if you listened to the last episode where we did the whole Psychic Awakening rundown, if you remember when uh, I spoke about the pariah book that obviously there was talk about the stillness and, you know, those pylons and such like that were causing humans to sort of, you know, basically go all, you know, tired and exhausted and lose the will a bit. It's based around that basically. So mm, yeah. um, again, that's not really spawning because that's just what the book is about. So uh, yeah, yeah um, I'm not saying don't read or listen to it, but I would just say, be a bit reserved about it. It's, you know, don't be, don't be expecting greatness because it's not greatness. <laughs> so, um, so basically I returned it and I've used it to pre-order Avenging Sun. <laughs> so hopefully mm. that'll be a bit better. <laughs> um, uh, elsewise with books, uh, I have bought a copy of Firecast. Now Firecast is a book that has one of the highest reputations you'll see when it comes to 40k books. It's, yes. it's been out for, you know, it's been out, it was out years ago. Uh, unfortunately, you can't really get physical copies of it anymore, um, even though that may change, which we'll talk may about change. in the news. Um, <laughs> but I managed to get a physical copy because uh, the same company that does uh, the uh, Mortal Realms and 40K Conquest magazines, like I was talking about with my Plague Search, and they also do Warhammer Legends, mm. the range of books, which are the ones with like black and white uh, covers yeah. and like red, yeah. red writing on them. Uh, so, they released very recently Firecast in that, and I, I jumped on it. I managed to get one of the last few copies of it on their website, so I'm well chuffed with that. I managed to get it for a tenner, uh, so I'm really looking forward to reading that mm. because, uh, again, we'll talk about it in the news because it may see a physical copy in the future. It may not, but at least I've got one. Yeah. Now. So yeah. um, I also got hold of some of the uh, one of the Soul Drinker books as well, um, which mm. ties into my hobby highlight in a minute. So uh, I'm looking forward to reading that. I think I read the first one. But uh, I haven't read any others, and that would have been years ago. So I'm really looking forward to to that. Uh, so yeah, so that's been my reading. Um, and I'll just lastly round up some of the other bits. So I have been playing Space Marine, the video game. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. Uh, Humble Bundle did a a 40k bundle in the last month. You know, this is the obviously the website where you can give money towards charity, which in turn will give you. A load of steam keys and they often do warhammer bundles on there and i haven't played mm. space marine for years oh it's so good still i know it's quite <laughs> a few years old but it's so good yeah there's nothing better charging into orcs that go space marines as, as you run into them <laughs> it's oh it's it's such a great game it's so it's nice and visceral you know when you're smashing mm. them with a with a and ripping through them with a chainsword, you know the bolters oh. feel like a bolter. The heavy bolter feels like mm. heavy bolter. The you know the jump packs. Oh, it's, jump you know, pack is so good. <laughs> it's such a good game. I know it's obviously quite old now comparatively, but you know, it, like I said, if you you can pick it up cheap, obviously you can get it. You know, obviously on the uh, on the PC still, and uh, I think it's you know backwards compatible on the Xbox as well. So yeah, if you haven't played it, play it. It's it's how a Space Marine game should be. And it's just worth it for Space Marines. Uh, yeah. Get him! <laughs> um, <laughs> and so, uh, talking of video games as well, uh, me and Martin 
my mate Martin have been playing a bit of Blood Bowl too on the again part of mm-hmm. the same bundle. They, they gave away the the legendary edition of Blood Bowl uh, too, which is again I haven't played Blood Bowl for years. He's he's played it quite a bit, both the video game mm. and the and the tabletop. Um, and yeah, we had a really good session. Um, and we, I think, I, yeah, I played as a as a Nurgle team. He played as a Skaven. Um, I think he beat me about three or four nil in the end, but it was a good game. Mm. And to be fair, I think I cost myself a few touchdowns because, and you got to be a bit careful with the video games because you can get a bit, uh, a bit trigger happy with your, with your mouse and you end up pressing something and you're like, no, I didn't want you to do that. They fumble and then you lose the turnover and, uh, yeah, you lose the game. Mm, but yeah. we had some cool things. We had a triple fumble. That was good fun. Where my Pestigore <laughs> fumbled it. It went to, to one of his players. It went to then my player. And we all fumbled it. And no one did anything. So uh, and it is good. It is good fun. Actually, playing as Nurgle has made me really want to get the Nurgle team for Blood Bowl. So it was, mm. yeah, it was, it's good. It's a really good game. So we're going to try and play a bit more of that. Um, and yeah, and the other things is obviously we're carrying on our Soulbound campaign, which I mentioned earlier obviously in our discord um what's quite cool <laughs> is we're playing mm. later tonight and only me and, and this is obviously going to be uh, come out once uh, the recording comes out but um, i'm actually going to change my character today Ooh. and only me and martin who's run it who's the dm on it knows about it no one else knows that i'm changing character and obviously this is coming out after it happens so <laughs> mm. <laughs> so uh, i just basically I'm, i've been playing a stormcast and I'm just not feeling being a Stormcast. When we did the D&D campaign beforehand, uh, where yeah. I played a witch elf, Melagora, I loved mm. it. I loved being yeah. bad. I liked, I want to, you know, <laughs> go in, you know, blade swinging without any consequence. Mm. The problem is playing as a Stormcast, you know, from a narrative point of view, I know mm. you can, but you can't see what I mean, really. It doesn't really fit. Yeah. I have to be quite yeah. noble. I don't like playing Noble. So uh, <laughs> after this recording, this afternoon, before we play tonight, I'm going to yes. build myself a character where I can be Ooh. sneaky and nasty. I haven't decided yet. And it's going to yes. be fun because we're going to surprise everyone else playing when I, my, my, because <laughs> the good thing is, I suppose, narratively, my Stormcast can go to war. He can go oh, out, yeah. you know, so he's been called away by Sigma. He's going to yeah, go and fight. The front lines. <laughs> exactly. And out comes my new character. So mm. that's what's going to happen. Uh, later so but still enjoying it very much as well mm, so it's okay. been cool yeah. so so yeah so that's been my hobby stuff like i said it's been uh, overall very good a few frustrations but that comes with the territory so uh my community highlight uh mm-hmm. which i sort of alluded to earlier is a soul drinkers army and i think uh, mm. i think i showed you this when it came out so hopefully i'll yes. send you yes uh, an image just to Was remind yourself one- was it the one on play on tabletop where they that's had right. the, uh, the, the Gilliman stand in as the head librarian? That's right. Yeah. You know mm. exactly what I'm talking about. So yeah, basically this, so this is quite funny because obviously it ties in with my, one of my previous uh, community mm. highlights. So obviously a few episodes ago, I highlighted, uh, I said play on tabletop, which is a 40 K back yes. rep, uh, YouTube channel where they're, they're well known for doing 40 K in 40 minutes or 30 minutes in some mm. cases. And yes. it's again, fantastic channel. And I was watching a bat rep, um, which I think is, the, I think it was actually their final eighth edition, bat mm. rep before obviously they yes, switched to uh, ninth great. edition. Yeah. That's mm. it. So, uh, so yeah, so basically in this one, uh, there's a soldier in Kazami by, uh, Jim Vessel. Jim Vessel is a big, 
competitive player. You know, if you're into mm-hmm. uh, competitive, you may know his name. And like I said, he's built a Soul Drinker's army, which looks outstanding, in my opinion. I think it's such a fantastic looking army. And like mm-hmm. Cameron alluded to, he like he was he plays them as Ultramarines, but he, for Sarpedon, which is that mm-hmm. their, obviously their well known you know chapter master librarian that uh, that has mutations. Uh, he uses him as a stand-in Gilliman. And the model yeah. looks amazing. I think basically from looking mm. at it, he's combined a Venom Crawler and a yes. Arachnorok, I believe, yeah. for the for the, yeah. for the spider legs. Which And then like Horus's body, I think? Yeah, or I think Abaddon's so. Body. I th- it looks like that. Yeah, yeah. I would I would say so. Um, he's he's used Palanite Enforcers from Necromunda mm. Scouts. That works really, really well. Yes. He's he's obviously used, uh, you can see, the new Lehman Russ. Uh, not Lehman Russ. Sorry, wrong wrong, yeah. wrong Space Wolf. Uh, uh, Ragnar Blackmane, Ragnar, I should say. Yeah. Um, yeah, Lehman Russ. Um, he, yeah, he's used him, obviously, um, as an alternative model. Um, he's done like a, he's used the, the, the traditional Primaris Chaplain, uh, but mm. he's given him, you know, a more chaotic looking staff you know or, or crozier mm-hmm. i should say and yeah it's just awesome and I, and I and one thing i again he's done which i like is on his invicta war suits he's done yes. that thing where you cover up the where the pilot is um where the because mm-hmm. obviously i think you can get them on like 3d printing websites which i think actually looks nicer than seeing the uh the baby carrier side of things so uh yeah it it yeah it's such again I'll, I'll i'll put the link in the description and like i said if it's nice to see soul drinkers um because you're a fan of soul drinkers I'm, i think i remember mm. when we covered yeah. obscure chapters though one of your your picks from mm. cameron yes and it's yeah really nice army again the painting on it is unbelievable as well but just mm. just the cool very cool conversions very you know not over the top apart from obviously sarpedon but he was yeah, he was going to be over the top anyway. He's a, well, he's a librarian yeah. that turned into a spider. Well, of course it was going to happen. And, and so, uh, yeah, I definitely recommend, even if you don't watch a bat rap, it's just worth looking at that army. It's so cool. Uh, mm. Right. So that's my community highlight. And we'll wrap up this section before we have our break uh, with our Discord highlights yes. as well. So Cameron, mm. who is your Discord highlight for this episode? Uh, my highlight goes out to Smells Like Zero Spirit, uh, yeah. another Australian hobbyist, just incidentally, um, because <laughs> he he produced something that I really like, uh, which is he made poker squigs, um, <laughs> which was just, it's just pa- just a paint job, uh, but they're, they're up in the gallery, I believe. Yeah, there they are. Yep. Um, they're, ju- they're just squigs painted like a Pokemon. So we've got a we got a Squirtle, we've got a Bulbasaur, we've got a Charmander, a Pikachu, <laughs> and I believe a Ghastly. Uh, one of them is just purple with something in its mouth, so I'm going to say that's a Ghastly or a Haunter. Um, yeah, these are these are really cute, and they really show off how um, how easy it is to get a theme across with just painting, nothing else. So there's, there's no conversion work on any of these; they're just standard squigs. But they're so they're so cute. I love them. Yeah. <laughs> They look really good. I I like what he does because I I always find he catches you unaware with what he does. He'll just all mm. of a sudden go, "Look, this is what I've been working on, guys." And you're like, "What? Yeah. Pokemon, Pokemon squids? It's great! <laughs> I love yeah. it. I love it. It's always outside the norm, which is fantastic." So no, awesome work mm. there. Um, my highlight would be Alan on our Discord. Yes. Uh, I I'm, I'm really impressed with what Alan's been doing recently because he, you know, a bit like a lot of us, he's a returning person to the hobby. You know, in recent mm. times. And, 
what I'm what I'm impressed with. He's he he tends to be tackling the armies which I consider quite difficult to to mm. to paint, which would be on. Well, he's been doing Sisters of Battle a while ago, but predominantly he's been working on his Realm Lords at the moment. And I don't find them any. You know, for, as someone that's never touched Realm Lords, I I find it very impressive with what he's been doing because well a he's using purple in his scheme so he's already he's already in my good books straight away mm. purple purple yeah. makes everything better um but no I, mm. I i i i i suppose my biggest compliment to him is how brave he's been with with what he's doing because again when you're getting back mm. into hobby and you're trying to keep things what i'd consider straightforward uh realm lords i wouldn't consider a straightforward army to paint you know they've got lots of little details you've got those big ass spears which scare me mm. from break you know from uh, from breaking and uh, yeah, he's done like I said a lovely white and mm. cream and purple type of uh, color scheme. And like I said, even going back to his sisters of battle, you know, fair play to yeah. him for tackling stuff which you know is not straightforward in my opinion. So yeah. no, yeah. you're doing well, mate. Doing well. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Cool. Right. Well, I think that's been part one. I think we've uh, covered all the hobby goodness. And <laughs> yeah. then, <laughs> and uh, so I think we're going to take uh, our first and only break because obviously we only need the one now. Uh, and when we return, we're going to see what's in those Warhammer headlines. Back soon. Okay, we're back. Back to talk news. Cameron, what has that Warhammer press been talking about recently? Uh, well, there's some stuff been going on. Uh, we're going to start out as a usual with 4K. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, the first thing is, hey, everyone, Indominus is out. Uh, hope you've been enjoying it. Um, the FAQs have been brought out alongside it, just kind of update things alongside 9th edition. Um, there have been highs. There have been lows. <laughs> In general, nothing's been messed up too much. Yeah, I'd much. say so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, a lot yeah. of it's obvious stuff. It's mainly, mm. uh, I suppose, mainly changing the uh, the FAQ to sort of match the new terminology, like you know, with like morale yeah. working differently. Mm. So they've mm. just it's not changed it; it's just sort of made it more relevant to the the new wording yeah. on things. But yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, look, there was something to do with Death Guard that I was unhappy with, but I can't remember, so it must have been that important. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's absolutely the attitude to take. Um, yeah, honestly, FAQs come out. It's a new edition. There need to be a ton of them. There have been a ton of them. Um, yep. And as Codex has come out, these will be sort of overridden, supplanted, hopefully no longer necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, but go check them out just in case. Yeah. Uh, now... The big news about Indominus. Last time we talked about Indominus, we were talking about, oh god, oh crap, is Matt actually going to get his box? Uh, he <laughs> did, fortunately. Um, but uh, a day after that, that was no longer a problem. Uh, as Game Workshop did what I would, uh, what I would uh, heartily call probably the most well-received move they've made in a couple of years. Mm, um, agreed. And yeah, and they made Indominus made to order uh, for a two-week period. Uh, starting on a Tuesday, ending the Tuesday after Indominus came out, you could order online through the Games Workshop web store a single copy of the Indominus box. If you desired it, it would then be made to order. And uh, if you've ordered one of them, it'll be coming to you in the next uh, couple of months, I believe. Yeah, 180 days. The yeah. usual. Yeah, the usual spiel. Uh, it probably won't be six whole months, don't worry. Um <laughs> 
this made a lot of people very happy. This made a lot of people very unhappy. And Scalpers. We know who those people are. <laughs> yes, exactly. Could hear their tears. Oh, I, I oh, saw some scalpers in some common threads who are yeah. pretending not to be scalpers. It's like, I think it ruins the limited availability sense of accomplishment or whatever. Like yeah, that. So good you just one. wanted to sell it. Sure. <laughs> sure, um, <gone>. Listen. <laughs> I think this is a, the best possible move they could have made after the complete <laughs> and utter shit show of um, the mm. actual release day. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, that said, in Australia, it was fine. But then every other area seemed to crash the Games Workshop website immediately uh, and immediately sell out of it as well. So, um, yes, yeah, it's a very smart thing to do. And I think even scalpers have a chance here because they have a chance to redirect their energies towards a more helpful uh, line of work in which uh, they can become just box breakers. Break down those boxes and sell the individual pieces. A bit of manual labor. Yeah, well, it, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, honestly, hey, if you're a scalper and you listen to our show, change your ways. But if you're going to keep buying tons of boxes that are limited edition, as long as you break them down into their individual components and sell those individually at reasonable prices, A, you're going to make more than your money back. B, you are doing the community a service, honestly. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. there are people who would not buy Indomitus who want just the new Primaris Chaplain or mm. just the Blade Guard Veterans or just the Reanimator or whatever. Uh, and box breakers are an important part of that economy. I've bought from them tons of times. That's Same. where I got the yeah. spare stuff from Dark Imperium that I didn't get from my No No Fear sets and things like that. Mm. Um, yeah, just don't don't scalp. Don't yeah, don't put yeah, up totally. don't put up a don't put up a whatever is it a hundred pound box for three hundred quid the day it comes no, out. That's it. Yeah, no, there's not there's nothing that. wrong with with box breakers because even on the non on the non limited stuff, you know, like start collecting mm. boxes. Sometimes oh, yeah. you only want one unit from it, you know, and that's mm. the way you get it. And like I said, if it's you know if they're making a little bit of profit, but you're still getting it as a reasonable price because you can't get that unit elsewhere like again something we were talking mm -hmm. about in the first part of the show that's not a bad thing it's just i just don't like yeah. it when it's limited stuff and then they're taking the fun from everyone else that's the, oh, the problem yeah. bit. And, and, and asking for ridiculous prices so no i think mm. i think this is a good step forward and you know again tying in with what we were talking about the first part about whether this is going to be a common thing or not i i think at least if they do this made to order uh aspect then that's that's okay too to a degree like you know if they say right okay the next yeah. you know say i don't know for aos 3.0 when that eventually comes out if they say they did mm. a similar thing you can tolerate it a bit more i say right okay we've got hundreds of thousands of copies here in the world but obviously they will sell yes. out quickly but you know you will be able to there'll be a, a, a window afterwards where you can do a made to order that's not mm. the end of the world you can Absolutely. you know that's like okay okay we can tolerate that yeah, honestly, I see this probably as the way forward for... Like, I, I don't see box sets going away. No. They are a staple of the hobby in every regard at this point. I think this is how they'll be done going forward. It'll be, mm -hmm. here's the pre-order weekend. For a week or two after that, people who didn't manage to get in a pre-order can do a made-to-order. and Because that, that's purely good for Games Workshop. They're selling all their immediately available stock. They're getting exact numbers and money for what they for what customers want more of that stock, you know, mm -hmm. like, yeah, 
they're not they're not risking anything by saying well this box set might not be so popular so we're going to print the same number but maybe not everyone will buy a copy and then we'll lose money on, on you know on making it they're like no no you, you will sell this out i'm sure yeah oh, and then you don't definitely. have to worry about you don't have to worry about making too many uh and mm. people don't have to worry about missing out uh so it's pretty exactly. good when yeah Win-win. Uh, so we go from the most popular move in recent Games Workshop history to the least popular move in <laughs> Games Workshop history uh, with the release of the app. Mm. Capital T, capital A, we all know what we're talking about. It's the Warhammer 40,000 uh, ninth edition compatible app. It was... God, I feel like I've said this a lot this episode. It was a bit of a shit show. Yeah, um... <laughs> it was. Definitely. I'm actually that... just... Mm. I was going to say, sort of because they were so close to each other as well. I think that's yeah. the thing. It's sort of like, oh no, here we go again. Again, they've tried to rectify it to a degree, and it's mm. gonna, but which will take time. But yeah, it wasn't day one, was not a good day one. <laughs> no, yeah. Uh, I did actually just download it because I realized I haven't downloaded it yet uh, when mm. I saw it on the news list. Uh, it is still sitting at one and a half stars on the iTunes store, presumably similar <laughs> rating on the uh, Google Play store. Um, it was a very, very rocky beginning. Um, mm-hmm. My personal opinion is that the app shows promise. Yep, I it's agree. It's just, it also shows that um, someone higher up the chain did not understand app development or the time it takes to, you know, put an entire gaming system as large as 40k into an app and said, well, this needs to be out now. Uh, so you've got, checks watch, three weeks, uh, release the app in three weeks and uh this the best they had on on release day um mm-hmm. i've seen i've seen rumors that uh ninth edition was actually meant to launch later in the year and it has sort of been dragged forward due to the pandemic things like that if that's the case yeah. maybe the app was meant to come out like september october mm. um it feels like it needs a couple more months development that might that might be right honestly uh but they've got a clear timeline on improvements they've already made quite a few improvements such as uh looking at the core rules no longer opening a google pay a google doc pdf outside <laughs> of the app instead yeah. just opening the core rules in the app um i think with some tender love and care it will probably be fine uh, i'm not yeah. subscribed yet uh but if you if you did subscribe initially you get the first month for free as sort of a by way of an apology for how um broken and useless it is currently um <laughs> <laughs> well it, it's just i think it's just because of how bare bones it was that i think that's what mm. people also uh were a bit aggrieved at. i mean obviously there was things like the fact that like you said the, the core rules uh loaded up in a you know a google drive <laughs> situation mm. you also people were a bit frustrated at how expensive it was you know and what you get for your you know, you're three ninety nine or wherever you are, mm, and mm. yeah, I, I I can you know I can see why people were frustrated because it clearly wasn't. It was a you know in in the industry uh, an MVP a minimum minimum um, viable product, and yeah. it's a shame really. <laughs> and it shows unfortunately, and it, and but one one thing I will say, which is sort of what you touched upon there, and I remember this from last year when I was at Warhammer Fest, and uh, I remember Ben Johnson, the you know one of the head guys mm. at the AOS side of things, in in the Q and A, someone mentioned a similar thing, you know, like, Oh, why can't we have an app where you can search for rules and, you know, you know, where that side of things. And Mm. I remember him saying that it's not as easy as you may think. And especially you've got to remember that they are a miniatures company. They're not Mm. a tech company. 
You know, oh, they yeah, will not yeah. realistically, they don't have people in house that can do this. So therefore you outsource it and that's fine mm. because that's obviously what a lot of companies do, but then that's not as straightforward. Like here you go, you know, five minutes later, they've knocked it up and it's all ready to go. You know, there's a lot of time mm. and money and research. They've got to find the right developer, which sometimes they can get right. Sometimes you can get wrong. You see it again in other industries as well. So you know, I'm not sort of excusing it because it was a mess, no, you know, no. day one and they, they realistically, it wasn't ready. And that's the way it is. No one can yeah. argue that, but you've also got to remember that they're new at this. And even as, you know, mm. even as big as GWR, they're not, you know, they're not that big. They're not Google, you know, they're not Apple, <laughs> you know, they are, they're, yes. they're in a different line of business. So things, t- you know, it, there will be a lot of trial and error with it, mm. but you know, like, like yeah. you said, Cameron, hopefully, you know, it's got, it does have a lot of promise and it'll be what people want it to be eventually. Yeah. Well, uh, something that, however, they are quite veterans at is giving previews. Mm. Mm. Uh, so we've had little sneaky big peeks, uh, at both the space Marine and Necron codices, which I believe are coming out October. Top of my head. Yes. 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 Um, which is a weirdly long wait. Uh, and again, I feel, uh, reiterates the, uh, the theory that um, Indominus was meant to be coming out slightly later in the year because, like, it's mm-hmm. a good couple. It's a good two, almost three months. No, yeah, depending when in October, it's between two and three months. Yeah, uh, between all these new models coming out and then the actual factions getting their proper updates beginning, uh, because these are presumably going to be the first two codexes of the edition as well. That's that's quite a break. Um, yeah, but uh, I'm really looking forward to it. Of particular interest is the Space Marine Codex because every Imperial-aligned Space Marine army will now use a single codex mm. plus some supplements uh, for particular chapters. So yeah. if, you've, if you've got your Codex Space Marine supplement for White Scars or Imperial Fist or whatever, that's valid. You keep that. That's not going to change. But this core Space Marine's Codex will now also serve as Blood Angels, Space Wolves, and Dark Angels, as well as the Death Watch, I believe, as well, which is really yeah. cool and interesting. Yeah. Um, I think it's only Grey Knights that are outside yeah, of it. Yeah, but then, you know, they have literally one <laughs> or two units that cross over with mainline Space Marines, so that kind of makes yeah. sense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, I think this is really cool. I think this is a good way to prevent um power creep at power creep mm-hmm. as it were like big faction big like space marines are not a single faction technically they're all these little sub factions but they use the same broad palette of miniatures and bringing them all together into one big book means all their rules will have been written at the same time by the same people they'll all be sort of in together and it's a big update because it's not just like a codex it is you know all space marine players of all stripes will be getting this they'll be updated set for nine that's pretty impressive for a single uh book release honestly mm-hmm. um and yeah it'll it'll help prevent power creep because all these factions are getting updated at the same time they should be around the same level hopefully that's a thing that can be sort of worked with here like i could see um eldari being a book where you know you've got Inari, Craft Worlds, Drukari, and Harlequins are sort of one big book. Like, here's everything you need if you're interested in this sort of quote unquote alliance group. Um, yeah. Tyranids might be bundled with Gene Stealer cults, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, chaos as and, well. Yeah, well, obviously. Chaos Space Marines would be the premier one because you'd have Chaos Space Marines, Death Guard, Thousand Suns, 
Um, honestly, I would really like to see that, if only because it might be a way for me to get some um, regular Chaos Space Marine units into my Death Guard, which I would <laughs> love to see. Um, but yeah, it's an interesting way to do it. Uh, we'll see if it's Space Marines getting uh, specialist treatment and getting all lumped together, or if uh, mo- multiple factions will be getting sort of this conglomeration style thing. Um, there's a new tank in town. Um, first they came for the Land Raider. Uh, with the repulsor, and we said nothing because we did not own land raiders. Then they came for the rhino with the uh, impulsor, and we said nothing yep. because we did not own rhinos. And then they came for um, I don't know the vindicator or something with the uh, executioner. I'm not really sure on what that one really stands. And now they've come for the predator, and that's too far. The predator <laughs> is the classic space marine tank for me. Uh, the gladiator <laughs> is a repulsor chassis mul- uh, mounting sort of predator equivalent. Uh, weaponry. So there's a, you know, a turret with twin onslaught Gatling cannons or a turret with a laser destructor, uh, sponsons with lots of storm bolters or multi melters or heavy bolters. It can have some las cannons on there, that kind of thing. Um, it looks pretty cool. It kind of mm. suffers the same thing all the repulsor chassis suffer for me, which is there's a bit too much going on for my taste, but it honestly looks better than the repulsor executioner, I think. I totally um, agree. I think that yeah. that's the thing for me. The executioner just is too busy. It's not symmetrical and it mm. looks odd. Whereas I think this luckily is a bit of a nicer balance. You know, the gladiator, yeah. I think that, yeah, it's still a bit busy, but it's a better kind of busy. It's a, it, mm. you know, it's a, it looks a bit more like a tank rather than a tank where, <laughs> you know, your five-year-old has just glued loads of guns on it for no reason. Yeah. What the executioner is. So no, yeah. I, I like it. And I like, I like the fact there's different variants. I like the fact there's the Valiant, the Reaper and the Lancer. Mm. I like the fact they're all for different purposes. There's like an anti-infantry, there's an anti-vehicle, there's a, you know, a mm. sniper one. It's, it's nice. I think that's a nice touch. And also they got different data sheets as well from what yes. I remember reading. So, which is cool. Yeah. So, and, and I presume it's all going to be, in the same box, I would imagine as yeah. well. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, that's pretty cool. Uh, the Necron preview there was uh, a little less interesting because it was just a slightly closer look at the Monolith, which we've already seen a lot of the new mm-hmm. Monolith already. But it's a nice-looking big black pyramid. Uh, yeah. So I won't. I won't say no to it. it. Looks pretty cool. I probably won't be getting one just because that's not what I'm feeling with the way I'm doing my Necrons. But yeah. It's cool. It's updated. It doesn't have the little green rods or the big green crystal, see-through plastic crystal <laughs> yeah. uh, anymore. Uh, it's probably for the best. Uh, it looks pretty cool. Uh, the really interesting here was a short preview uh, of um, it looks like so. So in Age of Sigma last year, pretty much every faction got a new character model. Yeah, mm. I, I think literally every faction except yeah, like Death much. Rattle. Or something like that. Death rattle, <laughs> yeah. death rattle, and the dead walkers. I think were like were left out, and that's about it. And pretty much every other faction got a brand new model released in boxes like that. Uh, we got a little flash teaser video of um, it appeared to be a Sisters of Battle, uh, and it was later confirmed to be a Sisters of Battle Palatine, which is a Sisters mm-hmm. of Battle lieutenant. Um, yep. There's a Death Guard model. There's an Orc model. There's a Dark Eldar model, which everyone is pretty sure is Leather Hesperax. Very exciting. Yeah. Um, it looks like it's going to be like, yeah, that, that, um, a new model for each faction, which would be nice. There are some factions that desperately need new models. Um, and, you know, hopefully more than a single new model for each faction, but we'll see, mm-hmm. you know, can't, can't get too greedy, I suppose. Uh, and that, that's, <laughs> that's, that's what's coming in future. They're like, everyone's going to get something, which yeah. 
I'm excited about uh, the the Death Guard tease model. I reckon is like a new Lord of Contagion uh, yeah, mantle, I think so like too. the one I designed, uh, Lord of Virulence or Lord of Afflictions or something. Um, mm. It's going to be interesting. Everyone thinks it's a demon prince. I'm like, uh, a bit no, too it's not normal it's not. sized. It's too too yeah. small. <laughs> it just doesn't yeah. look right. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, but yes, the future is bright and exciting. I'm really looking forward to all of that. Um, there are new starter sets, paint sets, and a box of new terrain out for pre-order to, uh, from yesterday. They're also for pre-order today, obviously. Um, these are the three little starter sets. Uh, so you've got your recruit edition, which is just five intercessors and a lieutenant versus ten warriors, three scarabs, and a royal warden, mm-hmm. uh, on a basic, like, paper mat and the box itself for quote-unquote terrain. Um, then there is the elite edition which adds in Scorpec Destroyers on the Necron side and Primaris Outriders on the Primaris side. Um, and then there is the actual, quote-unquote, starter set edition, which, uh, oh, good lord, what was that one called? Command edition. Command edition, uh, which swaps the Royal Warden for an Overlord, the uh, Primaris Lieutenant for a Primaris Captain, uh, and adds in a proper play map, the foldy ones that I like, uh, and a bunch of terrain. Um, these are the three new starter sets. I think, personally, Recruit and Elite are pretty good value. And mm-hmm. I would say it's especially Recruit is insanely good value. Um, I'd agree. You're getting ten Warriors, three Scarab bases, five Assault Intercessors, a, a, a Primaris Lieutenant, and a Royal Warden for 65 Australian dollars, uh, which is... I mean, just just ten intercessors is uh, eighty or ninety bucks here, so like it's ridiculously well priced. Um, the elite again, pretty well priced. It's about double that. One hundred twenty is like a cheap start collecting box, but you've got some decent stuff in it. Um, I'm not hundred percent sold on the command edition. It is ten bucks more than Dark Imperium was here, mm-hmm. and the difference is it has terrain instead of a ton of more models. Like Dark Imperium had, I think about 20 more models in it uh, and had a much greater variety of models as well on both sides but didn't have terrain whereas this has terrain and then 10 warriors five intercessors etc etc um honestly they're all pretty good i'm not sold personally on command edition but i will probably be buying like two or three recruit editions (laughs) over the next couple of years as i add more warriors slash do some space marines at some point we'll see i really want to take assault intercessors and switch the arms for intercessor assault bolters mm. so i could have intercessors with assault bolters in an assaulting pose and actually like yeah. running forwards that'd be fun mm-hmm. um but we'll see um but they're available the paint sets are fun they've got the newer paints in teeny tiny bottles uh by teeny tiny I mean standard size bottles nice and easy uh and if all you want is the new terrain you can get the new terrain and a play mat uh, for about the price of a start collecting box with the yeah. new terrain set, which is nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 I mean, I think, I think that it, yeah, you're right. You're going to get mixed value out of these box. I like the fact that they've taken the same approach as last edition where you had first strike, no, no fear and dark Imperium. Mm. So obviously they've done the, the tiered sets as well. Um, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I think you're right. The command one, it depends. I think if you're low on terrain, 
then it's a good deal because mm. obviously remember you get the bigger book as well uh you yeah, don't get the same it's true. not technically the same book as the one you get in indomitus um no. from memory it's a slightly smaller version of it but obviously it's the the normal sort of rules one um so mm. yeah I, I i think um i i find the only thing i would say is that i would have uh personally changed the elite ones to have the same uh characters as the as the the bottom one the uh the recruit one because obviously as soon as yeah. you go to elite you, you get the captain and overlord because the ch- mm. and then uh, mm. whereas obviously you only get the, the lieutenants in the bottom one so as i think yeah. that they may have could have probably snuck those in as well maybe sort of yeah swap them or have both the captain and the and the lieutenant and both the overlord and the mm. uh warden i think as that well. would be better yeah yeah sort but, of scale you know, it up but people have got options, and and like we said, even though we're anti scalpers, we, we we're, <laughs> there's going to be the box breakers. So oh yeah, you, you know They're once these are, off of these. exactly, yeah. you're going to get like like you just said, Cameron, where you you want to take your uh, assault intercessors and and put uh, bolt rifles on them. You know, there's mm. going to be a, hopefully a quick, easy way to do that and a cheap way of doing that because oh, yeah. there's going to be a yeah. load of assault intercessors around on eBay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, there will be. Looking forward to that. Um, also previewed, but not currently available, and we don't know when. Uh, they're probably coming with the Space Marine Codex in October. Uh, the Blade Guard veterans are going to be in a multi-part kit, um, which is fun. Uh, it seems they've got some head options. You can have uh, the bolt pistol out instead of the storm shield and just have the storm shield tucked on the back, that kind of thing. Uh, it, they're nice models. It's nice to know they'll be going multi-part. I really hope the Scorpic Destroyers do as well, please. <laughs> Uh, this kind of probably kills my hope that they do. Um, but yeah, uh, interestingly enough, no news about the Reanimator, Plasmancer, and Cryptothrall, Scorpic Lord, the um, the Primaris Chaplain, or the Judiciar, or the Eradicators. Yep. Presumably, those will all be coming separately as well because, and maybe not those exact models, but kits of those models. I really hope are coming because otherwise, they are completely unavailable now. Yeah, uh, which would be crazy. I think we, <laughs> I think we may see some new start collecting boxes. Mm. Oh, that'd be interesting. Or like a start collecting expansion, maybe like something like that. Or yeah. yeah, yeah, you could have like Warriors of the Faith and have like a little Blade Guard, uh, Judiciar and Chaplain. Yeah, on something like that. To, um, yeah, that or yeah, yeah, or Fire and Fury, and the, there's the Eradicators. You know, here's your little easy to build whatever. Tack them on. Well, oh, I, that'd be good. I, I, I was thinking because I think from memory the they're on all on the same sprue. Mm, so because yeah. obviously at the moment the again if I remember it the the incestors are on their own sprue, the outriders are on their own sprue, and the yeah. lieutenant and captain are on their own separate sprues. Whereas all the other marine yes. stuff, for example, yes. is on one. So that could be because you'd have the the mm. chaplain, judiciar, the eradicators, and all the blade guard stuff. So yeah, that could be some sort of like says start collecting box or yeah expansion type thing it, you know because yeah. it, it suffers from the same thing as the again the stormcast going back to that lord relictor example i used earlier mm. in the episode where you know they're stuck on the same sprue as all these other units <laughs> so i think that's where they may try and get away yeah with selling yeah that way. yeah also uh um yeah, the little little breaking news. Uh, thanks, Martin. You've posted this in Discord for us. Um, so, Games Workshop's talking about ex- extending on from your start collecting boxes. 
and they say the Invader ATV, Primaris Fire Strike Servo Turret, Locust Heavy Destroyer, and Canoptech Doomstalker are all coming soon because mm. these boxes were designed with their inclusion in mind and actually have like stats and rules for them in there. Oh, right. Um, okay. So presumably these will actually be the expansions. So I, I just want to see those chap. I want that chaplain. I don't want anything else from Indominus <laughs> anymore. I just want that chaplain. I will see. Um, but but um, this sort of reinforces the theory that uh, the Invader, the Firestrike Turret, the Locust Heavy Destroyer, and the Doomstalker might all be easy to build or relatively cheap kits. I agree. Uh, that'll be coming soon, which is good because the, I want that Heavy Destroyer. His gun is very good. <laughs> it's kind of terrifying. Uh, hey guys, this, is, this strength ten neg five AP three D three damage gun is pretty good on like an eighty point model. <laughs> <laughs> I'm into it. Um, yeah. Um, cool. But there's a lot. There's a lot going on if you're starting out in the hobby. I know it can be confusing. Uh, fortunately, there's a learning to play video series uh, that has come out or is coming out. I can't remember. Uh, the right name. Yep. They're out now. Excellent. On YouTube. Yes. Uh, so if you follow the Warhammer official YouTube channel uh, and you're getting into the into the hobby, into 40K, there is a nice little simple sort of set of tutorial videos that can sort of guide you through learning to play the game, which is really handy because 8th and ninth edition are a lot more streamlined compared to previous editions of 40K, but there's still <laughs> a lot going on. There's sure. still, there is still a lot going on. Um <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's that's handy. Always good. Um, Avenging Sons, uh, Bloodlines, some other books are coming soon as well, which is very exciting. Um, I'm actually really interested in Avenging Sons. Mm. Um, you know, this guy Haley. So you know, it's, you know, yeah. it's going to be a pretty good book. You know, it's the machine. Been written, that is guy it's Haley. been written in like a week flat, and it's still <laughs> somehow incredible. Yeah, I don't know how he does it. Um, <laughs> yeah. The, the, there's more of this fiction coming through. Uh, this is the uh, part of the what do they call it the the dawn of dawn fire? of fire. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sort of expanding what happens through the Indominus Crusade and after it. Uh, which yes, give me more delicious story. Move the story mm, forward. Yum, 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 yum. More. Yum, 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 yum. Um, but why passively experience a story through reading when you can actively experience it in the greatest medium of all, the video game? Um, so, uh, with the Xbox Series X, uh, uh, reveal slash, like, informational seminar thingamajig that happened a couple of weeks back, we got a trailer, uh, in, in the mainline presentation, which I didn't expect, we got a trailer mm. for a game called Dark Tide. Uh, this is a game by the same studio that has done Vermintide and Vermintide 2. Uh, and this is, this is essentially Left for Dead in the Underhive. <laughs> Yep, basically. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Uh, you play some Inquisitors, uh, goons going down to root out a cult during, uh, during an uprising in a hive world. Uh, your flashlight doesn't work, as does your last gun, presumably, also doesn't work. Uh, never works. Never works. Work. Always. Super evocative trailer. I initially actually thought it was going to be like Gene Stealers or something, but I guess that's already being done with Space Hulk. So I was actually yeah, quite exactly. pleased to see. Poxwalkers and big mutants and things like that. Uh, so I guess we're going up against a cool Nurgle cult. Uh, it's going to be a first-person shooter. Um, it will be a launch exclusive, launch console exclusive on the Xbox Series X, but that means it'll come to the PlayStation 5 eventually, so I'll get to play it at some point. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and it'll be on PC and stuff as well, guys. Don't yeah. worry about that. Um, 
It looks cool and interesting. Vermintide mm. was pretty good. I haven't played Vermintide 2, but I've only heard good things. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully this will be fun and interesting. I've been trying to get back into first-person shooters recently, and I've just not been doing so hot at it. So maybe <laughs> Tell me about it. Me back in. <laughs> I oh found that with God. Doom Eternal. <laughs> no, that's a shame. <laughs> yeah, my ass to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully something like this, a, co- a good, fun, co-op, grim, dark experience will be nice. Mm, um, looking forward to it. Yeah, exactly. Alrighty, we'll move on to the model realms. There is news here. Something is barely. I, these, oh. This is the p- pity news. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, so tell me about Prophet's Ruin. Tell me the pity uh, of Prophet's Ruin. Well, it, I, I was like I said when I was sort of totting up the news, I thought, God, we got to talk about AOS in some capacity because I feel it's so weighted towards forty <laughs> k at the moment. But yeah, Prophet's Ruin is it's the next Caradron Overlord's novel. Uh, so mm. that's good to see because obviously we had one before which was uh overlords of the iron dragon yes. I, I think is yes. the other one yeah so yeah so I, I admittedly i don't i've not checked out to see if that is a sequel to it so apologies mm. if it if it is or isn't uh but yeah it's good to see that you know some of the you know some of the factions which aren't you know things like stormcast and such like mm. are actually getting you know there more novels which is good so that's yeah. It should oh, be good. out any time now, really. Mm, excellent. I'm looking forward to that. I need to read some more AOS stuff. I might pick that mm. up, actually. Yeah. Um, and now, we we spoke about the long wait between the Lumineth Realm Lords army set and the Lumineth Realm Lords release. It has been confirmed by Games Workshop that Lumineth Realm Lords are coming to us in September. Yep. So at least a month away. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a big, long break. Um, but... The worst part of this news is it's being confirmed that Sons of Bayamount have been cancelled. We're never getting that. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> Sons of Bayamount will be coming after Lumineth Realm Lords, so don't get your hopes up, Gargant lovers. I know I'm one of you. Um, we've got to wait for our. We've got to wait for our beautiful toys, unfortunately. But it's good to know they're coming. It really makes me wonder what is coming out for the next two months. Mm. Like the next month and a half in between now and then, because I've got no idea, <laughs> um, like what what could be coming next with all of this. Um, because like we're not getting codexes till October, and we're not really having much AOS until September. Like for the rest of August and the start of September, what are they releasing? Um, we'll didn't, are we going to see the, potentially some of the Underworld stuff? Oh um, yes, maybe. Well. Oh, that'd yeah. be good. Mm. That'd be nice. Good lord. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, like, they've done a ton of specialist game stuff recently. I don't know if they have any left to line. Oh, of course, the Underworld stuff that got hor- horrifically delayed. Um, yeah, and also the Necromunda stuff, like the Esh- the House of Ooh. Blades as well. And things oh, like that. yes. Please, I'm actually really looking forward to that. Yeah. I would like that to come out <laughs> in the next couple of weeks. Um, and so that's all of our Age of Sigma news, unfortunately. So we'll move into other news. Um it's the, the hot new trend sweeping the nation. It's the Gachapon. It's the loot box. Um, it's returned, <laughs> made its triumphant return after showing up in the uh, Space Marine Hero series. Uh, we now have Warhammer supply drops that will be happening occasionally. Uh, these are blind boxes of Warhammer stock that are sold at a 50% discount straight up. Uh, they are different. The contents are different and prices are different depending on each region because it's dependent on what's sitting at the bottom of the shelf in each region's warehouse, I assume. Um, <laughs> yeah. this is, I'm assuming this is the stock that just hasn't moved for yeah. a while. Um, yeah. yeah. 
Uh, so currently there is a Warhammer Underworlds one and a, an Imperium one, I think. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, available for order. Um, I have heard no news from the Imperium one, but I've heard uh, things from the Warhammer Underworlds one is apparently in the UK, specifically, is the Godsworn Hunt, Champions of Dreadfane, uh, Playmat, Deck Box, a few other bits and bobs. Like, it's not bad if you don't yeah. have any of those things necessarily, <laughs> uh, but not, not like top tier cool stuff. Um, and I know it's different stuff here because I think it's like a 200 buck one in Australia or something. <laughs> like, are they still available? Are they still available at the moment? Because obviously in the UK they're gone. They, they went in yeah. like five minutes. Yeah, I, I should let me let me check. Warhammer. Yeah, because I yeah because I've, right, I've started right. seeing some of them on like Twitter and such. Like I've, you know, I've seen people's examples. I saw an Imperium one uh, I mm. think last night, and yeah, it, yeah, it was not bad. I mean, the, the downside to it is you're getting a real mixed bag. Like I think the one I saw it had a few like Sisters of Battle units you had, but then you had like Adrax Agatone from the Salamanders yeah. and some Space Wolf stuff. It was good. it was nice kits. Like and it was yeah. some of the recent ones. It wasn't all old stock. It was actually more recent stuff. You know, because obviously it's under Imperium. You were just getting a mixed bag of Imperium stuff yeah, that wouldn't yeah. realistically go together. So, you know, yeah. depends what you, um, how you feel about it. Yeah. Well, on the Australian sites, they are they have been expunged from the library. Uh, yeah. So they're definitely gone here. They're gone. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's, anyway. an inter- it's an interesting idea. I think it definitely caters to a particular group within the uh, community who just they just really love the models, but they don't love any models in particular more than others. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah. I don't know what I'm doing next. I'll buy this. We'll see what we can do with it. I can see the yeah. appeal there. Uh, for me, it's a lot of money to spend on something where you're not a hundred percent sure what you're going to get. <laughs> I've been through yeah. that. I played Overwatch for a year after it launched. <laughs> I'm done with that. <laughs> I want to know what I'm getting. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Fair point. Yeah. Um, it's fine. The, the fact that it's, flat 50% off is probably what is like really getting people into it because it feels like a yeah, steal of course. and as long as you're prepared to deal with whatever you get out of it it is absolutely a steal go nuts um just you know don't be don't be mad when you get nothing but wolfen or something <laughs> like that i don't know <laughs> i don't know what doesn't move in the imperium line i don't pay attention <laughs> <laughs> um and i don't care because there's something much more interesting being previewed which is the Wolfenberg Crypt Stealers and a new edition of Blood Bowl. Yes. Woof. Very Woof. exciting. Um, first off, new edition of Blood Bowl, super cool. Getting everything sort of updated. Um, yeah. The the new human team and orc team are goddamn incredible looking. <laughs> they are. They're both absolutely awesome because it was it's Imperial Nobility and the Black Orcs, mm. isn't it? And they look. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, so good. That's so insane. Um, I've seen the orc community, as in orcs for 40k, go nuts over the uh, star player for the black orcs saying, well, here's Snakebite Warboss, uh, because it's an orc the size of an ogre running around with five skulls and half of a ghoul stuck to his back. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's so cool. Um, I also love the, uh, the Imperial Nobility player, like, holding up his arm and there's the eagle with two medals draped around its neck yeah. and stuff. Oh, it's so glorious. <laughs> I, I love the one with the pipe as well. Smoking a pipe. Yes. It's great. Yes. It's so and and you've got and you've also you've got female characters in there as well, mm. which is awesome. Yeah. You've got some of the nice. linesmen. Well, yeah. I'm zooming there, linesmen or lines women. women. Um yes. uh, they 
yeah, they look really cool. I love that. I love mm. the diversity and yeah, I, I'm, I'm well impressed with this. And it's quite funny because I said it on, on, uh, on Twitter recently that after mm. playing, you know, my example earlier when I was playing Blood Bowl 2 on the, uh, on the PC, I was, you know, I was talking to my wife about it because obviously I've tried to get her into wargaming and it's been a, not really going anywhere yeah. as such. And, but she was, she knows about Blood Bowl because she's seen it when we've gone to Warhammer World and, you know, and she was sort of, like you could tell yeah. she was quite tempted by it when I was having conversations like, Oh, you know, uh, you know, I know you're not into sports, but it's quite a cool game. Yeah. And I almost bought the current set and I didn't, I just mm. thought, you know, I thought, no, I'll sleep on it. And I didn't. And then this got revealed. Yeah. So it yeah. sounds like destiny. Zinch has had its way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, but for me personally, all those things swept aside. I'm not interested in them. All I want is the Wolfenberg Crypt Stealers, <laughs> which is yeah. our spooky Halloween themed undead team. You've got werewolves, mm. you've got flesh golems, you've got ghouls and zombies and scarecrows and ghosts. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, oh, it's, it's so, 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 it's so Blood Bowl. It's, it's, and I say so Blood Bowl, like Blood Bowl is technically like Warhammer Fantasy adjacent, but these these Wolfenberg Crypt Stealers take that step further into the absurd where they are definitely no longer Warhammer Fantasy models and are definitely <laughs> just only Blood Bowl models. Yeah. Whereas, like, the Orcs and the Humans wouldn't look out of place in an Empire or, or a Greenskins army. You know yes, what I mean? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. They're, they're so good. Oh, my God. I just love it. They're so good. <laughs> and I'm, <laughs> I'm so really pleased. I'm so pleased for, again, I know I repeat this a lot, but I love it when the... The, the the specialist games get an uplift you know mm. it's again it's like yeah. no we've not forgotten about you i know i know obviously with blood bowl they they've been pretty consistent over the you know with releases with new teams and star players but again it's always nice when that yeah we, we're gonna update it here come you know we're not mm. we're not getting rid of it it's you know oh, it's yeah. still still one of yeah. our one of our babies we're keeping it and uh yeah it's getting an update and i can't wait i really mm. can't wait to grab yeah. that yeah um Speaking of specialist games, Warhammer Underworlds, the roadmap has been released uh, for the rest of the year, which is one of the things they did with Necromunda. I'm really glad they're doing it for this as well. I kind of would just wish they would do it with everything. It would really make our jobs <laughs> a lot easier. It would. Um, so there was a free solo play that you could download and play yourself in July. Uh, in August, you're correct. The rest of the month is probably going to be, well, it'll probably just be one week of this month, uh, either next yeah. week or the week after. Uh, the Iron Jaws and Daughters of Cain warbands uh, for Beast Grave are going to be released. Super cool. Uh, I really want to get that Daughters of Cain warband because they're all incredible models. Uh, they are. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, then in September, there'll be a multiplayer expansion available for purchase, which is interesting mm. to see them go... Because Underworlds feels super tight whenever I play it. Like, it's super well-balanced for, like, that two-player back-and-forth quick gameplay. I've played it multiplayer before, and it always felt slow and clunky because so yep, much same, more so was I going think, on. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I would really like there to be a multiplayer expansion that made the game run as fast and smoothly as it does with two people because that would be great. be awesome. Mm-hmm. Um. Then in October, you can download some free fighter cards for multiplayer. So this is interesting. I don't know if they're new fighters from various Age of Sigma models or if these will be like you can make your own. Uh, it's not 100% sure there. Uh, in November, there's going to be a free downloadable expansion, uh, which is interesting. Um, I don't think there's going to be an app. But I guess it'll be like a like just a big PDF of like here's new missions or a new yeah. way to play the game or whatever. 
And then in December, Season 4 is going to release. Mm. And the emblem for Season 4 is super interesting uh, because it gives lots of people tryptophobia. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, it, it, it's, a, it's a skull with too many eye holes. Uh, and people have theorized that these are the silent ones, the insect-like creatures that once lived in the, uh, in the beast grave, uh, and whose, like, etchings and skeletons can still sometimes be found down there, and I would love to see this as, like, a precursor to, here's a crazy insect-based destruction mm-hmm. faction. Absolutely. That'd be really cool. Bring it on. Uh, we won't know until December, of course, uh, but, god, it'd be cool if the silent people got a thing um <laughs> <laughs> and it's nice like you said we know we know it's coming now like if you're really yeah, into underworlds yeah. if you're a prop player you know really into it it's like right december you know yeah that's when the new yeah. season's kicking off you know exactly. and obviously rotation will happen mm, with cards and such yeah. like so no that's really good yeah. it's nice nice and transparent love it mm-hmm. yeah like i said do this for every aspect of the hobby please god <laughs> like you can amend these very simply. You can just edit the image if something happens with like release dates, and we'll understand. We just yeah, want to know what's going on, please. Sure. Um, then, for Adeptus Titanicus, the defensive riser has been released, I believe. Uh, yeah, it's probably, yeah, it should be out. Yeah, yep, yep, yeah. yeah, out this weekend uh, with Serastus Knight boxes to build uh, Castigators and Atropos. Atropos, no, um, what's the other one? Not the Atropos, the uh, one with the Acheron. That's the variant. Uh, the Serastus Knight Acheron and Serastus Knight Castigator uh, box set for Adeptus Titanicus coming out with that. Um, obviously, dealing with defending Forge World Riser and all that. Um, Adeptus Titanicus models can continue to be cool and tiny and fiddly, and I continue to resist the urge to get a ton of them. <laughs> Same. <laughs> uh, they're so cute. I love them. Um, yeah, again... This this is this is basically all like isn't it great that Games Workshop ports their specialist games because the next thing up is Aeronautica Imperialis Vulture gunships and Arvis lighters are coming soon I believe TM um, uh, yes they yes. are yeah I think they're up for pre order probably now or about to so yeah if you're yeah if you're into Aeronautica yeah you've got mm. and I think they're Forge World ones as well yes yes I have no idea how an Arvis lighter would play into Aeronautica Imperialis, seeing it has no weapons and is a troop transport. Um, but it might be interesting. It, it could be for, like, certain missions as, like, a an es- you could do an escort mission, I guess, or mm. something like that. Yeah, or, that'd like, be cool. Or, like, get points for it t- touching down at certain places and things like that. I don't know, we'll see. Yeah. It's interesting to see the game moving into, like, that territory of here's a non-combatant vehicle that might be an important part of the game. Uh, so, yeah. Um, Black Library is releasing an art book again, uh, because we had one, I believe, last year or the year before? Yeah, I think so. I think it was last year. Um, these are very cool, honestly. Uh, if you really invest in just having something cool to flip through every now and again and get some inspiration, 100%, this is going to be a fine purchase for you. But we don't care about that, because Reader's Choice is coming up. We, the community, get to choose two books to come back from the shadows. <laughs> Um, and I think, I think literally everyone is voting for Firecased for the, uh, 40k book. <laughs> mm, yeah. Even though yeah, I did, but then I'm biased because uh, I've already, I already own yes. it. <laughs> yeah, you already own it. I, I voted for Firecast because I want it and I can't get it down here, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I ended up going for Lord of the Night actually, but because oh, I, I, that's not that's, a bad choice. That's yeah. book one book I really want to read because as a fan of Night Lords mm. and, 
Yeah. Yeah. You can't really get, I don't think you can get yeah. an ebook of it as far as I know. So I'm, no, where it's like yeah. Rin's World and others have. So mm. yeah. And but, yeah. but it's nice though, because it's some of the ones that always get spoke about. Dead Man Walking is another one that's always mm. like, oh, what's the, what's a really good 40k novel? And people always say Dead Man Walking. Again, I've not read it personally, but it, it's one of those that, again, a bit like Firecast, uh, it's mm. always up there as, you know, as, as recommended. But yeah. it's nice, hopefully. Yeah that, uh, you know, it gets a chance to, for people to buy it now. And obviously yeah, the same yeah, for the exactly. Wamba ones is uh, fantasy ones. I went for, obviously, Malice Dark Blade. I was always going to go uh, Malice Dark yes. Blade. But uh, uh, did you, what, what did you go for in the end? I actually went for Nagash by Josh Reynolds. But okay. that's that's because I yeah. have that that I have that Malice Dark Blade book. <laughs> so, oh, it, yeah. See, that's it. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's down to what oh, you want. Oh, the tables have turned. <laughs> yes. <laughs> But yes, Malice Darkblade is a very fine choice, and I cannot fault you for uh, choosing to return him to the world of the living, as it were. Mm. Um, so we'll find out the results of that relatively soon, I guess, and then we yeah. can get these cool books, because, again, cool books, hey, love to read. Reading's yeah. good. Um, and the final bit of news we have for the episode is that our Forge World pre-orders are back in business. They will begin re-releasing things, such as all the Aeronautica Imperialis supplements uh, and stuff like that, uh, soon. And by soon, I think I mean on Monday, if I'm not uh, remembering incorrectly. Um, yeah, I believe so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is good. People have missed their Forge World stuff. Um, I have missed it so much, I've recreated my own Zerka, uh, ignoring the fact that Forge World <laughs> reopened like a month ago. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, uh, this, is, this, is, this can only be good for the specialist games, and therefore, I'm very happy. Hooray. Definitely. <laughs> Cool. Um, yeah. That's it. That's the news. We're done. Yeah. Oh yeah. My goodness. That's it. That's it. We've had a nice lot of tasty news as expected. It's very 40k focused at the moment. Hopefully the balance mm. will shift anymore, but uh, yes, let's, let's finish off the episode with our other discord question. I'm mm. looking forward to this one as well. So <laughs> the, the question is, and this comes from Chris, he asks what Warhammer creature or vehicle would you most like to see a transformer of? Ooh. I know Ooh. it's you know. Let's see what meet you know is m- more than meets the eye of mm. terror. Um, yes, yes, quite. <laughs> <laughs> I was, was going to ask actually before you answer this, Cameron. Are you mm. in, are you a, a transformers person? You know, are you into them? Mm. Do you know you know much about them? I have a vague knowledge of many things within the Transformers universe, as I do within most pop culture things that existed <laughs> in my sort of childhood through yeah. early adolescence. I, I was never really into it, but it was always mm-hmm. cool. Like, I would watch the cartoons and stuff on Saturday mornings, because of course, you were there, there yep. was TV, you watch TV, that's what you do as a child. Um, God, if that is an indictment <laughs> of capitalism. Um <laughs> I always thought they were relatively cool. I never got super deep into them. Um, it's not the worst possible reaction I could have. I despise Dragon Ball Z, for example. Um, that cannot right, understand yeah. it, nor do I understand why it exists. Uh, so yeah, Transformers same, is in like same. that top, in, in like that top 20% of media for me where like, it's there. I've enjoyed it. I don't yeah. pay attention to what it's doing currently because after like the third movie, I lost track and stopped watching them. Um, yeah. No, that's no. Yeah. That's not, I'm just intrigued to know what I say. Where you know, because obviously you, you know, mm. obviously this is a question posed to us, but I don't want to assume that you, you, oh, yeah. you know, you could yeah. have been the biggest transformer buff, you know, around. <laughs> that's why I, I just thought I'd ask. Yeah. I, I only ask as well because I, I'm 
they this mm. was my favorite cartoon as a kid i'm a massive yes, yes. transformers fan um I'm a, I'm a bit like you. I'm a bit out of the loop now because obviously I was massively mm. into it as a kid. I owned a load of them. I said I I loved the the cartoons, the 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 the, the film. You know, the, which I think mm. was I'm trying to think what that was, but um, it was I own it. I got it on Blu-ray. It's one of my favorite yeah. films. So uh, yeah, I'm re- I'm massively into this question. Probably why I picked it. And, <laughs> <laughs> um, and a bit like you, I don't know what. I don't understand Dragon Ball Z. I've tried to. Yeah. It doesn't it yeah. doesn't compute with me, whereas Transformers no. does. But but I will like I said will premise that <laughs> I'm a bit out of the loop with current Transformers. I'm not a massive yes. fan of the of like yes. the Michael Bay films. They're not that good in my opinion. But I love no. the originals yeah. and I've been watching the uh, the Netflix ones as well. So uh, mm. yeah. So yeah, but like I said, this is a quite a cool question. So apologies if you're listening and you're not into Transformers, but you are, you know, <laughs> let's be honest, you, most people know what who tra- what Transformers are and you know and such oh, yeah. like so they know, you can they know what we're about. Exactly. Yeah. You know, so so yeah, so Cameron, uh, what do you you know, what do yes. you think what creatures and vehicles obviously specifically uh, put creatures and vehicles yeah, uh, you'd like yeah. to see? Uh, I'm going to start vehicles. I would love to see a June Rider be a Transformer from the Adeptus Mechanicus range because yeah. I love the idea of this dumb D-Day landing boat suddenly sprouting legs and standing tall and all these Skitari cowering in fear before their new god, um, <laughs> <laughs> primarily. But, you know, also, like, Transformers have always been, as far as I'm concerned, have transformed into vehicles. I know there are ones that are dinosaurs, but we don't talk yep. about them. Um, Dinobots. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for me, they've always primarily been like transport vehicles. Like there's the occasional fighter jet or tank or whatever, but usually it's a car or a truck or some other, some other, some, some, something someone just drives around, you know, it's how they hide in plain <laughs> yeah. sight. Yeah. And what is, what is more, pe- what is more like everyday pedestrian, uh, 40k driving vehicle that no one would bat an eyelid at, uh, but you know, a floating, D-Day lander boat that somehow is skimming across the surface of Mars. Um, it, it, it feels like a very ordinary vehicle, like in a good way for me, and I think that makes it more more interesting that it's a Transformer. And I yeah. think it would have some very interesting powers, like it could use the uh, the Repulsor tech on the bottom of it. Actually, this yeah. is cool. do Dune Riders use Repulsor tech? Or do they just have, like, a big air pump? Like they've got like a little balloon on the side of the tank, and I don't know if that's just a holdover from from watercraft. I'm going to assume they use some form of repulsive technology, and I can mm. imagine like it 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 being a transformer in a fight, and it like gets grappled, and then it activates its repulsion field and just boom, gravities the enemy like back. That. And I think that'd yeah. be very cool, and I would be into that as a small child. Definitely, <laughs> definitely, yeah. Cool. No, I'm feeling that, and that's quite thematic actually when it comes to Transformers because obviously mm. you know if, if you're you know had any exposure to them, you know that a lot of them are basic vehicles because obviously they've you know mm. they've they've come to Earth from Cybertron, which obviously their planet the Transformers were from, and obviously they've been you know transformed themselves to look like normal vehicles. That's why like I said they're police cars, mm. they're ambulances. You you know yeah. just yeah hot rods and things like that just you know everyday vehicles that are driving around your city your town you know so yeah mm, that's quite mm. quite thematic that just you know it doesn't have to be Feel something good. amazing yeah. that can be a transformer mm. yeah i like that cool uh any other suggestions 
Um, as far as creatures go, I've been tossing and turning in my head what would be the most hilarious. Um, <laughs> this is primarily how I operate with this kind of question, obviously. Um, yeah. I think I would, I would want it to be something from Age of Sigma for balance. But I, I'm stuck between, um, oh god, what are they called? The, the riding cats, the Dracolines? Yes. 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 I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm torn between a Dracoline to make it basically a He-Man Transformers crossover or <laughs> a Skidderstrand Arachnrock spider for a spider that just turns oh, into yes. a regular car yeah. and just sits in the corner and waits. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. I could see. Yeah, I like I like the Arachnrock because mm. the, there was a Transformer type a spider Transformer, mm. which, right. again, I'm out of the loop, so I can't remember it's... <laughs> uh, it's not, no, there's a scorpion one. There's one called Scorpionock, mm, yeah. I think. Yes, I think. Yes, Apologies if I got that wrong, but yeah. So yeah, that, that would actually fit quite nicely, actually, for that sort of terror element as well. Um, yeah, mm. no, I'm feeling that. I'm. It's quite bad actually because I'm looking at my list. I've got twelve. <laughs> oh, God, Jesus. I'm, okay, lay uh, on me. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I'm, I'm, again, I'm a bit biased because I'm into <laughs> this is my sort of stuff. So uh, yeah, no, I was just looking at my list and thinking, hmm. Yeah, I've gone a bit crazy with this, but um, sorry. Was there any any others that? Uh, uh, no, I think that's about it for okay. me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, yeah, sorry. This is what I was doing last night. <laughs> so uh, I I thought I would like to see, and this counts because he is a monster. Um, Nagash, I would like to see Nagash as a transformer because he mm. to me he would be like the Megatron. That's the main bad guy yeah, in the Transformers. Yeah. Um, he you know he's the he's your you know, moustache twirling bad guy. And I love the fact, obviously like in the, in the game, you know, obviously at the tabletop, he's got, you know, different weapons. He's got his staff, he's got his sword. Um, mm. Yeah. I just think he'd be cool as I, you know, yeah. I, yeah. I'd like to see him like transform into something else. So obviously he's in the gash mm. in his sort of normal form. And then I don't know, he could be taught like a floating crypt or something with loads of weapons oh. and magic on it. You know, oh, see, that's exciting. My brain went to like a motorcycle with Nagash's face <laughs> as the front fender. Yeah. <laughs> that's fine, you know. This is, but that's the way Transformers work. You know, they have cool stuff and mm. they have the more you know run of the mill stuff. Yeah, it'd be quite yeah, good yeah. because Ark in the Black could be the mm. equivalent of Scar of oh, Star Screen as yes. well. You know, I just that would be cool as well. <laughs> uh, so I could see that. I mean, to be fair, when I was looking, I was just to get inspiration i was busy just looking on the gw site just looking at different models and thinking oh that would mm. work um there's some very of when you think about it there's some actually very obvious ones as well um mm. which look almost like for example the corn lord of skulls you know that looks Ooh, yeah. like oh, like yeah. a transformer because obviously it could it could transform between its current one as a lord of skulls and the i apologize i can't remember the name of the, the that's it the the, the one yeah. on legs basically mm. so that would work <laughs> Um, but I could see it turn into a tank, like a, it would, or a, like a mobile mm. base of sorts. That would be mm. cool. Um, yeah. Helldrakes, Helldrakes would, you know, yeah. again, you, they that could be a transformer in the sense that the Helldrake is its transformed form. You know, I it turns mm. into a Helldrake, but it was obviously a normal sort of, you know, human shaped transformer <laughs> in, yeah. in its normal <laughs> way, uh, new sort of normal way of being. Uh, Nemesis Dreadnight. Again, mm-hmm, that's a very mm-hmm. obvious one yeah. as well, to yeah. a degree. Um, obviously, it's got the weapons on the arms. It almost looks like a Transformer. I know it's a baby carrier, yeah. but, yeah, you know. Well. And I suppose it's the same with the Invicta Warsuit as well. Um, mm. I think the Corvus Blackstar 
would be very Ooh, cool because obviously the, yes, good choice. the uh, one things with obviously with the transformers is like they when they're aircraft they tend to be quite cool aircraft you know your your fighter jets and i must admit the you know the corvus black star i think is always quite a stylish looking model and i mm, could just see yeah. that happening it fits perfectly for to be a cool unit uh the tau storm surge again that's another one i know tau are quite you know almost mm. look like transformers in their battle suits even though you could argue they're a bit more gundam like but uh yeah tau storm surge that i what i would like is to be because there's obviously again when it comes to transformers there's a lot where they transform into multiple things you know like they can be mm. yeah they're a transformer but then they can be a tank a plane a train and things like that, you know, so you, I think with yeah. a storm surge, I'd love to see like one where it would actually transform into a storm surge, but then it would become, like I said, a big weapons platform, or it could be a, a transport of some sort as well. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I thought would be really cool is again, if you're into transformers, there's some where they transform into a weapon for another transformer to be, to use again, Megatron mm. was a perfect example of that because Megatron yeah. in the original series would transform into a gun that you know Starscream <laughs> or one of the other Transformers could use to to, to fight. Wouldn't it be cool mm. if Knights could transform into weapons Ooh. for Titans? Oh, I do like that actually. That'd yeah, be pretty cool. So, so your knight, you know, because obviously I think scale wise that mm. would work, you know, because obviously Knights are big but Titans are massive. Mm. Yeah, it transforms and it sort of locks on to the you know, to the arm of a Titan and becomes an even bigger weapon. I love that idea anyway. Mm. And um, you could also, I could see like the Eldar flyers. So, you know, yeah. all of them were the wave serpents and, um, mm. and obviously some of the Jakari ones, they could be a bit like the seekers in um, Transformers. So seekers, again, a bit like Starscream and Thundercracker, all those jet planes, basically. I could see all the Eldar flyers working as nice, like a mm, version of that, mm. you know, like a sort of squadron of, of different transforming um, yeah, fighter yeah. planes or, you know, the, the 40K equivalents. Um, but some of them, I think, like AOS would work. I would love to see Mangler Squigs as well. Mangler mm. Squigs as Transformers would be amazing because, again, with yeah. Transformers, there's a lot of comedic sort of Transformers as well. You know, there's, it, mm. again, I've forgotten some of the names because, I'm again, I'm out of the loop with them. But there were some where they're not all tanks and planes and such like some would just be straight up animals and creatures you know mm. you'd have um ones like that as well so i think mangler squids would be awesome um here's another idea i had um see so see where i'm going i was just i was having a lot of fun last night so <laughs> so i thought do you i don't know if you remember do you remember there with the transformers there was two of them one on decepticons one on the autobots one where they used cassette tapes that turned into little transformers one was called oh, Soundwave yeah. and one was called Sound mm. Blaster. So they would eject yeah, a yeah. tape, a cassette tape, out of their chest, mm. and that would turn. Imagine a gaunt summoner that Ooh. that had that ejected them, but they turned into basic demons. Because obviously, rules <laughs> wise, gaunt summoners can yeah. summon like plague bearers and bloodletters. Imagine it, mm. the equivalent of that, where it eject, you know, like, well, it wouldn't be a cassette tape in the in the in the case of a, a gaunt summoner, but an equivalent, mm. and then that transforms into a mini transformer, which is a plague yeah. bearer. Yeah, that, oh, that'd be cool. I'd, yeah, that'd be that. quite cool. Um, <laughs> I could see uh, the greater demons, you know, your keeper secrets, your bloodthirsters, as mm. combiners. Now, combiners are in uh, in Transformers the ones where 
they're individual transformers, but then they combine to become a bigger transformer, like five of them, but mm. like one, you know, two become the legs, two become the arms, and one becomes the body. So I could see greater demons. So again, where you're, you got blood letters, you got blood crushers, yeah. and things like that, and then they go and turn into a, a bloodthirster. Mm. Yeah, I'm digging that as well. Um, and then lastly, there is a last one. Um, I was thinking again, what you touched upon about dinosaurs, which are the dino bots in Transformers. Mm. You, again, you could see a lot of the, the AOS ones, your thunder tusks, your stone horns, uh, engine of the gods, your, mm. you know, Bastillodons, you know, the Seraphon ones. Again, they're perfect to be sort of, you know, lizard based or, you know, animal based yeah. Transformers yeah. as well. Um, yeah. I was I was I was enjoying myself last night. <laughs> Two of my favourite subjects combined: Warhammer and Transformers. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, thanks for your question, Chris. Um, I had a few ideas. <laughs> I could have kept yes. going. Just one or two. <laughs> uh, but it's, I like these questions. It's not, and I think that's what we're trying to do, especially and for the guys on our discord if you know when obviously you give us our questions it's nice to have a mix of you know a bit like the one we had at the start which is a bit more of a serious question you know we're talking about obviously the box sets and and limited edition stuff where it's nice to have something like this mm. which is a bit obviously a bit more uh chilled and, and yeah. uh, amusing yeah. really so it's nice to do <laughs> and we'll try and do a bit more of a mix of those if we uh can obviously dependent on the questions that we get so uh mm. yeah that's it that's been episode mm. 59 hope you've enjoyed it i hope you're continuing to enjoy this new (laughs) format and uh, obviously the the good thing is and hopefully it's showing now we're a few episodes into doing this change that you know it gives us more room to do stuff where you know we're not having to rush through everything that uh, Mm. like sometimes it's felt before so uh, so yeah so um before we sign off just quick thing before i remember next episode which will be a ruin episode which obviously be a law and discussion topic next one i believe mm. we're going to be doing the lumineth realm lords battle tome and going through all yes. the lore from that so yes. look out for that in the next episode but before mm. we get to the next episode let's round off this one cameron where can people find you on the internet you can find me on Twitter at night underscore Twitter. That's night without a K. Uh, come follow me on there if you want to see things like cute animals, my day out in the Swan Valley. We had a lovely day yesterday. It was really good. Um, <laughs> some political stuff, some more cute animals uh, yelling about the state of the world. Uh, it's it's just a slice of life comedy at this point, really. Um, <laughs> you can also find me on Instagram at realm underscore and underscore rune. If you're only interested in my hobby stuff, uh, just put it crap ton of stuff up there with all the necromunda things i was doing today um and yeah uh, otherwise you can find my works on the hobby twitter which matthew is it is at realm and ruin on that twitter.com i said that's our main mm. social media platform that's where we you know see what's going on in the news or what we've been working on it's such like uh, you can also find myself on twitter as well at ninja badger seven the number seven um so yeah and obviously as always We've got our lovely Discord server, so as always, come along if you want to meet some like-minded people. So mm-hmm. that's us signing off. Hope you've enjoyed it for episode 59. And as always, we'll catch you on the next one. Be good to each other. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>